Is no, that... where's mine? Is that your <laughs> Okay, yeah, okay. We won't, we are both slurping. Oh, are, you, are we recording now? Yes, revenge! See, now you get to catch I am now in charge of editing and recording the podcast, so now I get to choose which uh, an opportune moment the podcast starts. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Bill and Annie. Hi, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> uh, this is the Boy Howdy Podcast, as always. Uh, welcome to our... Uh, what are you talking about? It's our Game of the Year podcast, but what are oh, you we're suggesting? We're talking about the games it? of 2011. The game, yeah, exactly. That's a better idea. Because the Game of the Year, guess what? It's Skyrim, everybody. It's Skyrim. I know. <laughs> so we're talking about the games that came I don't even like Skyrim, Skyrim the so most. Obvious. I didn't even put it on my list. Well, it's Skyrim. Games. It's like so popular. Like, how do you vote? How do you say not Skyrim? <laughs> At this point, because otherwise, if you don't see Skyrim, you're kind of an asshole. Let me put it this way. I was late for recording this because I was playing Skyrim. Yeah. And I still have, yeah, I just finished Saints Row, and that means I'll probably just go back to Skyrim. I, you know, yeah, I've actually played uh, as much, well, we'll talk about that later. Don't bang on the table, Bill. I know, so my penis. It sounds like a horse counting. <laughs> we can do that. Okay, uh, so yeah, this is, Yeah. So, Bill, before we get to talking about this, I'm reading, I'm about, sorry, I got caught up reading my you're list. You're distracted by your list. I wrote down a lot of stuff for this podcast. Um, what Shut What's going on with you last week, Bill? Uh, what I do, um, me personally? Well, in, or in general. We I didn't do this week. Chattery thing I worked do. on my Nintendo book script. Good, Bill. Uh, man, you know what? Miyamoto coming out and saying, you know, bitches, I think I'm retiring. You know what? Sometimes kind of gives you the end for your Nintendo book that you've been looking for. <laughs> not that you, well, there's a whole thing so about that. Bill, if you guys are not familiar, is working on a book that is about the history of Nintendo. It's, it's a, a comic, comic book. book. Yeah. Um, if you go to BillMunder.com, do you have any of the copies of the, the Ashcan yet? I have, no, all my Ashcans, I, I, I essentially drew the first chapter of this of this graphic novel about the history of Nintendo. Kind of a proof of concept thing. And was selling it, uh, what, two years ago at Stumptown? Mm-hmm. And I've sold out of all all the copies except for four or five, which I'm keeping just here just in case. I sent a couple off to Nintendo in Japan. They sent it back because uh, they people at uh, uh, Nintendo of Japan refuse to read anything that's not in Japanese, that sent to them and so i just got this envelope with the uh the ash cans i sent to japan just saying thank thanks for your interest in nintendo here's your shit back <laughs> he has don't make don't pretend that this is a nintendo uh endorsed book or otherwise we'll sue your ass yeah bill kind of did the thing where he made the cover look um pretty much like a branded nintendo product yeah actually, you know, well this is back when this is gonna be a little self-published project yeah. and then uh my project got picked up a, a major I, can, I still can't okay. say i was gonna say i still can't say who got public who got picked up by got picked up by oni <laughs> It's uh, Scott Pilgrim in the history of Nintendo, as written and illustrated, as told to Bill Munger. No, no, it's yeah, but so anyway, so yeah, that little ash can I drew when it was going to be a self published project uh, was proof of concept, and it was nice enough. It got picked up by people at, at a publisher. I still can't talk about. Uh, probably not until I've actually finished the script and I actually started drawing the comic, which would be sometime in the next month or so. Maybe at this rate, you know, four years. Five. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's been three years since I first came up with the idea. Um, but, yeah, so I'm trying to finish up the script. Yeah, the big thing is the ending. Like, how do you end the book? Because it's not like the Nintendo story has ended. No. But, well, originally, like, when I first wrote the the, the, the script for the Nintendo book, it ended with, like, Nintendo conquered everybody with the Wii and the DS. And everything was happy. And since then, in those two years since I wrote that, Nintendo's gotten kicked in the balls yeah. over and over again. Yeah. And it's like not a happy ending anymore. Yeah. And it's so, like when you're the big dog, and you're the big dog just because you're selling expensive hardware. Yeah. That, that and really so over. now, it, well, the whole point of this book is that I'm just focusing on not necessarily the corporate history of Nintendo, but just the 
the history of the people who uh, are in charge of like the making the stuff in Nintendo. So it's about Shigeru Miyamoto and Gumpio Okoye and stuff. And so uh, the ending is is focusing on them rather than the company. Yeah. And especially it is for a lot of those people winding down because Miyamoto is not at well. There's just a whole thing that uh, Wired dot com had this interview with Miyamoto. He was in a. He was in San Francisco for the VGAs this week. Mm-hmm. And so I guess Wired, uh, Chris Kohler from Wired, uh, talked to Miyamoto. And uh, Miyamoto said something to the effect that, like, he's not retiring, but he's pulling back from being such a, a, an uber producer at Nintendo and is now going to focus on smaller projects and training a new generation of staff members at Nintendo to eventually take his place. Everyone flipped the fuck out. Didn't help that Chris Kohler, he titled his his interview... Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto retires or something. He used the word retire in his title of this article and everyone flipped the fuck out. And even then on Twitter, Chris Kohler is like, oh, he's not retiring. Everyone's like, why did you call it Miyamoto retires? I know at the same time, but he's like, I'll go back and change it. Then he changes like Miyamoto says he made work less. (laughs) And so, and then Nintendo came out a couple days later just saying, no, Miyamoto is not retiring. He's staying here forever. And then then, it's funny because at first everyone's like, oh, it's so sad. Miyamoto might be retiring. And then everyone's like, it's so sad. Nintendo will never let him retire. (laughs) It's funny how everyone flip flopped uh, in 24 hours about that news. So anyway, uh, um, that actually, uh, uh, I've been working on Nintendo script stuff, and but the, those events have you. kind of played into the, some of the stuff I was writing this week. Um, yeah, how was your week? Uh, it was pretty good. And one exciting thing that happened to me: I am twenty, almost twenty-eight, and I've never. Oh yeah, it's your been... birthday in two months. Oh shit! <laughs> that of course is what I was going to discuss. Yes, everyone, my birthday is February second. So get those. Um, Man, set. we need to get old Annie back, who won't stop talking about her birthday <laughs> between Christmas. <laughs> And Groundhog Day. Maybe I have a history of doing that. But no, regardless, um, I'm I'm almost 28. I've never left the United States. My family, when I was a little girl, um, we didn't have a lot of money, but we were big vacation people, but we were big road trip people. So I've been to a lot of national parks and stuff, but I never left the States. So um, uh, uh, my wife and I have been talking about changing that. And so I got a, I got my passport. Yeah. Which is kind of exciting, um, which I'm way too excited about. Actually, I'm way too excited about it because now I have two forms of ID, which says something about the person that I am. I still don't have, I don't have, I've, I'm, I'm 36. I've never had a credit card. I don't have two forms of ID. I'm not going to talk about security, right now. My social security card's <laughs> in my wallet. That's about it. God. Anyway, but no, I'm really excited about it. And if my, my wife and I were talking about going on a trip just up to Canada. Just something quick and easy. We could take a car. Could go visit Steve Wolfhart and his new lovely bride. Right. Well, so speaking of Steve Wolfhart, the, oh, I once almost went to Canada when I first moved to Portland. Here's Annie's anecdote for this week. Almost went to Canada. Um, to visit uh, Steve Wolfhard, who is a friend of ours. He's, who a dear, is... he's a dear internet bro. I think he's S. Wolfhard. Um, Wolfhard is in the hardest wolf. Yeah. Um, uh, he's he does a... an amazing comic called Cat Rackham, and yeah. he's an awesome artist. Does he, he still work in animation? Um, I believe he does um, like um, uh, contract work. Oh, okay. But he's yeah. a great artist. But regardless, he's also a longstanding internet bro of mine. And when I first moved to Portland, I was surfing on um, Bill and my friend Dylan's couch and couldn't find work. And so I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to go visit my friend Steve. Yeah. Oh, man, so, I remember this. This is sad. <laughs> Jesus. So um, my friend uh, Dylan was going to visit her folks in Seattle. And, and so we were like, oh, well, I will take the train with you up to Seattle. And then from there, I'll take the bus and hang out with Steve. Well, uh, Steve and I had a history of mailing each other shit. So I had a box of a couple years worth of Christmas presents to give him and some other stuff. And like he was like, bring a blanket because I don't have a spare blanket. And so I had this box of knickknacks and all my stuff. And so I get to the border and they pass everybody through except for me. 
And so I'm just sitting in the waiting room and I'm freaking out. I should say that I have a long-standing history that whenever any sort of government figure or authority figure puts me under fierce scrutiny, I start crying. Yeah. I just freak out. Well, it's kind of a scary situation. It's not just you being a pussy. It's, exactly. That's not fun. So I get, I get um, funneled into this little office. And this woman starts this conversation by saying, it has been a really long day. I am off work in five minutes, so I'm going to be terribly frank with you. And she's clearly an awful mood. She goes, y- so you are going to Canada to visit a boy you met on the internet. You have a box that really looks like your life's possessions. You have no job. You have no home. And you have oh, to yeah. cross the border. To be fair, this, this if I were her, yeah. I'm not wrong. And she actually said, do you see why you think I'm lying? Do you, you see why I think that you're lying to me? That yeah. you're just visiting. And I'm like, what? This had never occurred to me. Because I'm totally blithe, innocent, trusting oh, yeah, yeah, Annie. Yeah. And I'm like, what? She's like, you, she basically told me that clearly I'm crossing the border to illegally immigrate and um, uh, be his internet bride. And so she's like, I'm not, no, if you ever come back to Canada, you need to bring proof of employment and proof of residence (laughs) and get the fuck out. And what was great is that at that point I was technically in Canada. Yeah. So to leave, you do not receive a form that is your, you know, you're being expelled from Canada or anything like that. The language on the form was uh, that I had been given permission to leave Canada. Because Canada sometimes... It's like you were being temporarily incarcerated. <laughs> pretty much. I had permission to leave Canada. I had that form on my fridge. Man, too many, man do you still have that form? Uh, it was on the fridge, and I think it finally disintegrated from being near boiling tea. Oh, okay, because I was going to say, because if that lady's uh, name and address was still on there, you could be like, <laughs> you'd like, uh, P.S. I'm gay now. <laughs> Here's yeah. during the my, my lady put on it. Mm. No, but no, it was just really, and now I think it's hilarious. At the time, I went, Oh, yeah, no, you came back. I freaked out. You came, An entire nation called me a liar. And it was Canada to West. You came back the one I were cracking up. It was And you really, were like, no, seriously, that sucked. One of the worst parts of it all was that, well, it was all pretty shitty. I wound up just turning around going back to Seattle and hung out with Dylan and her family. Which yeah. was oh, that's right. I forgot about but, that. Yeah. Um, the worst part of it all was that I had Steve's old cell phone number. He had gotten a new cell phone. And the whole weekend, he thought I had blown him off. That I had just, like, fu- like, just blown him off. When in reality, I spent the whole weekend freaking out because clearly you were- an entire government body thought that I was a waste of a human being. So anyway, this guy, Steve. He's now married. Good for Steve. Just got, he got, he got stealth no, married this you week. You know what I should do? I should take, I should get pictures of oh. his wedding and next time I try to go to Canada, <laughs> take those. I'm like, no, 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 no. He's happily married. I'm happily with my lady. Everything is groovy. Now I'm, no, I don't think you're just going to Canada to be his like secret bathroom slut. Oh God. Or something. Don't <laughs> anyway. find some kind of excuse. So I'm really excited that now it'll be legitimate in the eyes And well, Steve getting married is great because Steve is, is just such a big sweetheart. He's one, He's of, the one of the nicest guys we know. Yeah. And he, he always posts very sad comics about, like, <sighs> sad. And it's got married, though. Yeah. And his girlfriend seems super cool. Yeah. I don't know anything I'm about just, her. All I know other is that she, she seems cute, Steve too. Happy, and that's all I need to know about her to know that she's good. Yeah, she's like the female Steve. Anyway, here's the part where we talk about people that our podcast listeners don't know. I know. This getting about, okay, so what else happened? SWolfhard.com. Visit. He's great. His wife is Cat Rackham. Too. Cat Man, Rackham's Cat Rackham's the shit. His, he draws unlike anyone else you know on <laughs> online. He also, if you ever need to cry, um, he draws the most terrifying um, uh, caricatures. Like at, he, at he, Comic Con, <laughs> like eight years ago, he wouldn't let me see the drawing. He drew there was a lot of me and you. <laughs> Dylan's caricature. She looked like this grinning scarecrow. 
<laughs> it was giant like that, but like the giant white eyes and the ski slope chiseled nose and just They're like terrifyingly accurate, but mostly terrifying. Yeah, and I he drew mine and started laughing. <laughs> And I was like, what? And he, he had just like, you know, he was like, I just, I can't, sh-. like, no, Bill, seriously. For the benefit of our friendship. And like, I was like, that's cool, Steve. Um, yeah. Oh. He doesn't do that to be mean. He just, that's just how he draws. He does not draw pretty things. And so even the prettiest person, he can just make look like a hideous freak. And, yeah. Anyway, let's not talk about Steve. Steve this is the Steve Wolfhard podcast. I love Steve. Oh God! Yes. We need to talk more about Emily Carroll, or Veer Brosdell, <laughs> Let's or talk about Kate other Craig, or podcast people. Yeah. Not be familiar with. Um, um, what else happened this week? Of course, the VGAs happened this week. Vaginas. <laughs> oh um, God! Do we even need to talk about, about video games this? Week? This yes. Yeah, spoilers. Who doesn't like video games? Just turn it off now. Where's my list? Oh, should we even talk about that now, or should we I, that for game? I only talk? watched it because of this podcast, so I'm gonna. <sighs> I have to get. No, we can talk about. I have no. Oh my God. The VGAs. I actually thought they were as offensive as any other award show. I will say this. Here's the thing. Award shows are awful. Who likes award shows? Have you ever watched an award show? The only thing that was exceptional about the VGAs is that they gave so few awards on air. Yeah, no, that that was the the actual (laughs) terrible thing was was, uh, people pointed out uh, the VGAs lasted... for two hours. Okay, so people don't know the video, VGAs are the Video Game Awards, which are presented by Spike, a cable TV show for Dude Bros. Very much for Dude Bros. Yeah, very much for Dude Bros. It's a shitty fucking channel, and this Video Game Awards show is just—it's like the MTV, MTV Movie Awards, but worse. The even less production values, even crappier, like C-list celebrity stars and, and it's stuff like that. A weird combination of like it's for gamers, very clearly. But it's all just marketing. But I mean, no, granted, no, no, that's anything that. on TV. Beyond but... that, they clearly don't understand gamer humor. Well, yeah, and the, the all those part. This is it's a it's a it's, it's an award show that the entire show is made uh, just makes fun of gamers and stuff yeah, too. That's the kind of the kind of weird, weird thing, thing where it's kind of like, hey, huh, nerds. It's like the Tonys was just three hours of gay jokes. Didn't they have a guy like two or three years ago in the VJs who was just really kind of out, just outright like, <laughs> wasn't like Jamie Kennedy or somebody who was just like so, obviously of, did not want to be there the and was being guy, so abrasive? The host guy, God bless him, at least he did seem to have some interest in what this he was year, doing. He was actually one of the producers too. he was bad. He wasn't, but it's just like, was inoffensive. this is not even as good as the MTV Movie Awards. Let's put it that way. It's that kind of thing. And people tune in and they, well, the other things too is people tune in they're hoping for the Oscars or video games and the Oscars are terrible too. Well, no, but even if they did, this, this is not what I'm trying to be. This is like turning in tr- to the MTV Music Award, uh, Movie Awards, and wondering why it's not the Oscars at the no, same time. The all, you have award, to... all award shows are equally awful. Yeah, no one gives a shit about award shows. What I admire about the VJs is at least it's honest about that fact. It's like you know what, you don't give a crap about any of this. This is all just buffer in between video game announcements. It really is, yeah, because the, the, well, it's video game awards, but like. They barely tell you who won anything. Yeah, uh, most it's of the, all in the pre-show. Most of the awards. Well, they they handed out a handful of awards during the pre-show, the red carpet thing. I only watched like ten minutes of it all day. Um, but vast. <laughs> I think they actually had thirty awards. The vast majority of which were presented during a pre-taped video montage that lasted two minutes. Oh, seriously, an hour and a half into the show. Wow. Uh, it was enough that where um, and. That's where most of the things were announced, and they didn't even uh, have nominees. All it was was the montage was two-minute video clips of just random video game clips from throughout the year, just at the bottom listing, uh, you know, best male uh, voiceover talent of the year, blah, 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 you know, like, but there's no context or anything given to it. It's it, and the, that, that actual part of the awards ceremony lasts uh, shorter than a goddamn commercial break. Yeah. 
It's fucking ridiculous. Even like wasn't even Mark Hamill was tweeting about how terrible he was yeah. complaining about how he, he had to find bleachers. out he lost. He got stuck in the bleachers at the show, but then he had to find out he lost because he voiced the Joker in the latest Batman game. And he was like, "I didn't even know I lost until I saw it on the show." And like, when was this? Was there like a pre-show award that I missed? Because like, even at the Oscars for yeah. technical awards and stuff, they'll have a pre-show the day before, mm-hmm. where that like things will get handed out for like movie special effects and stuff like that, and no one actually that, sees that. Yeah, but that's for things that are less like. But this is news. this is like a lot of the award. This is like yeah. two thirds of the awards being just kind of arbitrarily lost, handed out. What he lost, what kills me is that what he lost was for best, I think best male characters, that was. Yeah. And they did, so, like, it's kind of cute. They have all the studios make, like, not accepted speeches, but kind of like. Oh, no, he won, oh, no, the Joker won best character of the year. This is best male voice performance. That was, because that's the thing where they. they everybody votes online. Yeah, this is the thing where they actually had uh, each uh, studio who uh, was nominated with their character actually came in and did a thing with their character, like saying, oh, I'm nominated for VGA, blah, blah. You know, they had Nathan Drake, like. It was really cute because it was in sequence in the desert, and so he was in his yeah. I voted for Nathan Drake just because not voting for Nathan Drake is like not voting for Meryl Streep. How did, what, did it you vote? Matter if was Meryl this the 976 number you had to call to vote? No, it was online voting. God, but anyway, the VGAs were also uh, produced by Mark Burnett, who also produces Survivor and The Apprentice. And oh, all that I didn't shit. Know so that, that also shows you kind of, like, kind of what shitty kind of situation this. The, the only terrible thing is that... Um, it's also one of the, the, the kind of like the managing producers, a guy named Jeff Keeley, who uh, manages the video game sh- stuff on uh, Spike TV. He, like, he hosts a couple different video game shows on the network. And, uh, or isn't he on v- video, um, uh, uh, whatever G4 is? Now? Yeah, exactly, yeah. He, he's he's kind of in charge of that. And everyone, he was just a lightning rod for all the terrible shit. Like, on Twitter, everyone was, like, just tweeting Jeff Keighley, like, what the fuck, what the fuck is wrong with you? You, It was, it was just a fucking fiasco. And it didn't help, like, he was conversing with uh, Justin McElroy and... And Jeff Keighley was just like, oh, what would you fix? And Justin McElroy was like, uh, no joke, me and my brother and brother me, we will we will write next year's show for free, motherfucker. And, like, Jeff Keighley didn't respond to that. It was, uh, the VGAs are just a big clusterfuck. It's an award show. Award shows are awful. But even for award show, this is pretty goddamn bad. Where most of the awards are presented in a two-minute montage. That That's what I'm saying. But other than that, it was... Exactly. You had the fucking uh, the 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 you you had winners being teabagged by some. That was where I gave random douchebags. I was able to stomach it all for you, dear listeners, and I hope you appreciate it. I don't know if this is worth it for anyone. I was able to get through all of it until um, the the host introduced Martin Sheen or not Martin Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Martin Sheen would have had a reason to be there because he's the on that Mass Effect character. The host barely was, like, he was reading his spiel yeah. and could barely contain his disgust. That I enjoyed. Charlie Sheen comes on and says some shitty jokes about we're the fucking chicks. And then he presents, yeah. like, something. And then he something. presents something to the, like, shooter of the year to the um, Call of Duty guys. And, yeah. And then the, the joke, because this is funny, is that if you went, your speech went on too long, you, uh, a, a, a dude dressed like a soldier would knock you over and teabag you because we're fucking adults. Um, they, he did this to the Call of Duty people. And I'm just Which, like, to be uh, fair, they deserve it. I have very, it's not like I have a lot of dignity. I wish they'd done that to Miyamoto. <laughs> the one good part of the show that I did like was that they gave, um, uh, 
Zelda, like, video game legend award, like, some sort of weird Oh, is it, yeah, the legend but was... Miyamoto's speech was totally sweet. Yeah, Miyamoto, he's it a very cute so speaker. Gracious. He he does speak some English, but not a lot, but, like, he's very... such a gracious speech. He was just, like, he was just, like, thank you so much for playing our games. Yeah, and he's, he's swathed in all this other bullshit of this terrible award yeah. show, and he comes up, and he is, the, like, the only kind of, like, earnest, honest, kind of, like, cool little God thing about the whole him. show. He's and but the, even the funny thing, he's accepting uh, the video, lifetime video game award achievement yeah. thing because Legend of Zelda is being the first game ever like inducted into the video game Hall of Fame that the uh, that the Spike TV Awards have be, just arbitrarily just invented. It's gonna be at a Seven Eleven on the highway in the middle of. Nowhere. I know, and but yeah, no, that that was very cute. Uh, did you see? So you didn't see the very end where the big reveal, the last like five minutes of the show was. Uh, Hideo Kojima coming out and no, announcing the new Metal Gear game, no. and he could not speak English. Yeah. Like, Shigeru Miyamoto, he does not speak English very well, Why but he came out, and he was very slowly just kind of like, thank you for the game, you know, blah, blah, blah. She, uh, Hideo Kojima comes out at the end, and he can't remember the name of his own goddamn game. Uh, he comes out like, to be coming... Fair, it like... It's Re- Metal Gear... The, the name Re- of his game is Metal Gear Solid Rising Revengeance. Really? And he comes out like, I, we, I'm going to show you trailer for Metal Gear Rising. <laughs> he just started, keeps laughing and just kind of like, he can't remember it. And he just kind of keeps on laughing. And finally they just cut to the trailer. Like, he never actually gets to announce his game. And this is the trailer that was leaked the day before the awards anyway. And this is kind of like the, the climax of the whole goddamn award show. It was pretty goddamn terrible. Uh, one, but, one thing that was interesting was watching the VGAs. The VGAs were granted not that it was. I can't believe we were talking about the VGAs. Let's yes, we are. I, you know what? The, I wasted I like love, an hour of my I life. I love that on the, the, the only reason anyone cares about the VGAs because they happen to land right after all the actual video game uh, releases come out. Yeah. And so there's nothing for anyone to talk about video game wise between much. between like uh, no, uh, between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so it hits right that sweet spot. We we got nothing else to do other than play games and complain <laughs> well, about shit. This film. And so <laughs> yeah, know any better. And, <laughs> Yeah, we all know better, but we can't shut up about it. No, because the the um, everyone watches it for the reveals, and watching the VGAs this year made me realize I love gaming. Gaming is so important to me, and and even making this list of games that came out this year, going through all the game releases, yeah, made me realize how much gaming culture is not for me for the most part. Yeah, because I don't play shooters, I don't do sports games, I don't do racing games. Really, I like narrative based games. Be they like I will play shooters. Yeah, I will play like I like RPGs and and stuff like that, but. And, I like platformers and stuff, but yeah, I just meet the whole time. And I felt this some... Well, VJ is going to make everyone feel a little alienated, but I could see that this is a bigger thing that you're talking about. Yeah, I felt this the first, to some degree, the first packs I went to. I just Not so felt, much with the last I felt packs? like the other. The last packs, I was able to find my tribe yeah. in general. <laughs> I waited three hours for Mass Effect 3. That's all I wanted. <laughs> I was a- I named my car the Normandy. I was able to get a long service medal that I can hang on, on the rear view mirror of my Normandy. I'm Aww. happy. But no, um, it's, it, it just like was this weird feeling of other, like this all of a sudden, like just feeling like this, this, these people are not my people. Yeah, well, it really doesn't weird. help that the VGAs are just, really are just trying to market to the big dude bro. Yeah. The basic well, kind of like mad me. I know exactly. It's, it's, it's. I don't know who it's <sighs> for. Anyway. Yeah. But it's a weird, it's, it's put together by marketing people who don't know about gamers or anything like that. That's the big thing. Well, let's so. talk about the part of it that was interesting. What was the game reveals? Well, what, what games got revealed? They did a... I can't remember. We'll do it in... Man, you know what? No, before we talk about that, Felicia Day almost getting almost killing herself with a samurai sword. Oh my god, god bless I just have to man. point that. They had Felicia Day come out with the bumpers between commercials. Uh, 
was Felicia Day just doing vaguely video game related stuff. It's weird because they actually had her there because she's like the hot female video game icon. And they had her just kind of like, I'm going to slice fruit with a samurai sword because it's kind of like, she wasn't tarted up, but it was still kind of like... Dude, name one other popular culture gamer right now. One of those segments long, lasted longer than the actual like award presentation yeah. montage. And they had like bad. they had like half a dozen of those segments is all I'm saying. And she day. was really game. It she threw herself on a sticky play. wall like Spider-Man. Yeah, that, that was, was great. Cute. She was cute. I like Felicia Day. That was awful, though. It yeah, awful. that was terrible. Anyway. I love Felicia Day, though, for willing to make herself look like an idiot. God but yeah, her. but yeah, someone on Twitter... Uh, Twitter pointed out the combination of lady who doesn't know how to use a sword with she a samurai sword. sword. She does. She made the joke because she did the whole dragon slip, but like with slippery fruit guts everywhere. And, it's just, just, and live TV. Yeah. <laughs> was just, was like, please God, don't take full shit from me with an on air samurai sword. <laughs> um, but I just had to point that out because that no, was really it was, cute. It was really I love it that McElroy brothers are like, still the best part of the VGAs. And they're just talking about <laughs> they, it all, so online. So these are, of course, Justin Travis McElroy look, work on joystick Com, yeah, um, which is the tolerable gaming news site. They're also on an amazing podcast called My Brother, Mother, My Brother, and Me. My brother, is, my mother, and me. my brother. My, that's a very different sort of yeah. MBMBA, man, man. Anyway, which is an amazing podcast. It's my brother, my brother, and me. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, they're uh, funny, but they also they're yeah they're video yeah, they game comments. So they did a live co- blog, of live tweeting, the, yeah. yeah, of the VGAs, which was very good. But anyway, so anyway, yeah, game reveals at VGAs. So uh, they, Last of Us, The Last of Us, which okay, the more when I first saw it, I I, I love Naughty Dog. I've loved Naughty Dog since Crash Bandicoot, so I'm down. Um, but uh, since Crash like, Bandicoot, really? I like. Crash I never Bandicoot. played any of their goddamn right? games until yeah. Uncharted. Um. Uh. Anyway, no, and I, I think The Last of Us is a really good. No, title. yeah, no, it's a good. Yeah, it's just a good title. I've been thinking about that a lot this week because I'm trying to figure out a title for this thing I'm writing. I'm like, I also love title. this. The, this kind of continues the, the the burgeoning tradition of Naughty Dog games of having like putting out a trailer for their game. Yeah. And uh, the female lead character having to be redesigned before the game comes out. <laughs> Because this bitch looks like Ellen Page. Whatever. And I can't believe they thought they could design a character after Ellen Page and no one would notice. Like, this is like, Who she looks cares? so much like Ellen Page. Uh, anyway, to backtrack a bit, uh, Last of Us is a game Damn, put together. You love hating things. It's so hard I'm to I'm not saying it's bad, sometimes. but I'm just saying, and that chick. This character looks she, like another character. And, they need to start over. I'm, I'm not saying they have to, but they're going to have to. To the world having to pay Ellen Page royalties. It's obviously someone was like, you know what? We need Ellen Page in this game. There was a yes, Resident Evil like Code Veronica came out right after Titanic. The main male character and that looks just like Leonardo DiCaprio. You can get away with that in Japan, where like people aren't paying attention. America, when this year big, it's fucking <laughs> Ellen Page. People look like it's, it's man, Last of Us. I'm gonna start calling uh, Ellen Page babies because <laughs> she's like a 15 year old Ellen Page. Are you done? Are you done? She's so moon faced. How do you make it look like Ellen Are Page? Nothing. No one's gonna notice. Are you done, Bill? And then and then then bearded guy just looks like average bearded guy. Whatever. Okay. Are you done being negative? Yes. Okay. I didn't say the game looks bad. I'm saying Ellen Page. Now that Bill has finished his <laughs> bowel movement, The Last of Us is a new game announced from Naughty Dog. Bill at home. It looks beautiful. It's all rendered in engine. Just that wasn't beautiful. even in game, right? No. Well, it was not like in game. It's camera. another goddamn game trailer where here's like something cinematic that happens that tells you absolutely nothing about how the get finished game is going to be played. It's a trailer! How did you think? Oh my god, you know it's gonna be a good game! What did you think about the Mass Effect 3 trailer, Bill? Which was literally just gameplay. What was the Mass Effect 3 trailer? Yeah, exactly! God damn it! Of course, it's their first 
game? Of course they want something evocative. It's coming out I next year, though. I hate survival horror games, and I will buy that game. And then the zombies, and the only zombie you see in the, in, in the trailer for The Last of Us is some broccoli-headed thing. I'm like... <laughs> Wow, why way to take all the pathos out of a zombie game. Which zombie game? Really? And not so you can't make a good zombie why game. Are my friends with you, Bill. But then it's a broccoli headed. He looks like a garbage pail kid. You're right. You're right. The game makers should not make games if there's any other uh, game that even sniffs of it. And also, Naughty Dog making a zombie game. I meant this is my favorite thing I said all week. I, I favorited my own tweet where I'm like. Naughty, God, Naughty Dog making a game uh, that's all about zombies is like Nintendo making a game that's all about water temples. Fuck that shit. The zombie shit in, in fucking... The, the, the supernatural zombie shit in all the Uncharted games, which Naughty Do- that's Naughty Dog stuff, that's always been the most worst part of those games. Uh, not to say... I mean, I'm sure they're going to go back and, you know, tweak the gameplay. It's not going to be exactly like that. But still, it's like... Uh, anyway. I'm saying. I Although I did see... Mm-hmm. Did you <laughs> did you see the lead designer on Lead of yes, Us? Was it a designer on Enslaved, which is one of my favorite games of all time? Also set in a in a post apocalyptic urban urban environment. Yeah. So I'm assuming. So I I probably safe bet there's gonna be lots of climbing and jumping in this game. I'm excited about it. It looks like the game that I wanted. I am alive to be. So that's. Exciting. Is that still coming out? Yes. Supposedly, there's a trailer, a trailer, trailer that came out for it. It looks nothing like the. Original I, that's that's the it. game that's supposed to take place in Chicago. Chicago. That's like what post earthquake yeah. so, survival. Yes, after the first Assassin's Creed game, Jade Raymond, who was oh, right. involved in the Assassin's Creed game and kind of became the face of the first game because she's an attractive woman in gaming. Yeah, that was a fiasco. To to the front. Jesus. Anyway, so um. No, I, I liked her, but it was weird. No, she was fine, really but the whole... Her and, then she just, and it was never really clear what her role was, and then she For Assassin's kind of Creed? Yeah, she was just kind of like, I'm making, I'm helping with Assassin's Creed, and anyway, I've got breasts. so they're like, oh, well, her next game is this game called I Am Alive, which they announced, showed a really evocative trailer for There's two, like, like four men um, in business suits in a, like, I see, a I never broken even saw building this. fighting over w- bottles of water. Oh, okay. It's an interesting, it was like evocative and set a tone and made you wonder what that game would be. So it was like two or three years ago, though. about it, yeah. god damn it, because that's what a teaser trailer should do. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You want, you don't want a teaser trailer, you want a manual. What? Was like this Dead Island shit last year. Exact same thing happened last year with Dead Island where it was like super evocative. Uh-huh. Another zombie game where the trailer was super cinematic and all about this girl, she's it's dying in her like family. Teaser trailers and the actual game had nothing to do with what the trailer about. Yeah, the trailer was all about like this girl and her family, and they're on vacation on some resort in the, in the Caribbean or something like that, and they're zombies, and the family's trying to protect the girl or some shit like that. The actual game is just fucking left for dead, where it's just like random zombie mayhem. There's no emotional component to the game or anything whatsoever. So I'm just saying, I I I have the right to be a little. Uh, a little reserved when it comes to my enthusiasm for an abstract pre-rendered story cinematic trailer for a game that doesn't come out for a year. Whatever, Bill. I'm just saying, you don't know it's not like just Fruit Ninja with zombies. (laughs) You you can't disprove that. You know what? The job of the marketing department is to get me interested and excited about a game. I hate survival horror. I'm going to buy that game. You're such a weirdo. I think I'll have a good time with it. What else? What else got it out? You're such a weirdo. No, okay, I'm going to talk about the Mass Effect 3 preview briefly. They did only gameplay. And it was great, though, because everyone was like, what it is is it's actually a continuation of a scene you saw in an earlier teaser trailer, which no one knows about, probably, or remembers because I'm 
deals well yeah you have encyclopedic knowledge of mass effect I say stuff that, yeah but I feel very but pretty close yeah you know and i suck shit. the nutrients out of everything i can get from official <laughs> stuff from that game so anyway no, so in the last trailer or teaser i can't remember which we you see like grunt and garris and i think maybe the are or something and they're fighting a big giant reaper like you see them they're on this like this broken terrain yeah i didn't see that giant reaper and um, anyway, this is the combat that that's shown in that trailer, and it's really great. It's really great because the climax in it is a Thresher Maw attacking the Reaver. Yeah. Wait, and what's the Thresher Maw? When did you fight that in the other Mass Effect? In games? both Mass Effects, in Mass Effect One, and I think in Mass Effect Two too. It's like a minor submission. That's what it is. Where you fight this giant worm and it beats your ass. It's essentially like a Dune sandworm thing. Yeah. And but they just beat your ass. It's a pain in the ass to beat them, even yeah. on easy mode. This thing's destroying the I shit out of this finally, Reaper. I finally did beat one. In yeah. Games, and it was one of the most satisfying I beat one. I That's, but I couldn't anyway, remember. Yeah. No, and it was great. I was like, hey, my bros. I was got, I got really excited. That game's coming out in just three months. James Vega, man. I'm really curious about James Vega. James Vega is the new character that they've introduced. Who's oh. the bro. I think he's he's the bro soldier where if your shepherd dies, I think he becomes the protagonist character. Oh, okay. That's my guess. Yeah. But what I'm really, what I'm really hoping is that what they've shown of him has been very brief, and he, he he's he in the trailer long enough to swear pretty much. Yeah, we've seen him. Okay. He's a big meatheaded, you know, uh, space marine basically. But they keep talking about how there's going to be gay, ro- like a dude gay romance option, and I am so excited by the idea of a meathead marine, like generic space marine kind of character like you have in gaming, but having to be a gay man. You haven't played Gears of War, have you? <laughs> You know, in my head, I was counting down. I'm like, is he going to lose the homoerotic subtext? There really is a lot of, like... <laughs> but no, not having it be subtext, having it be text. Oh, yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. That's really cool and so alien Who would you make uh, Vega date? I, Morden? I, my, I have, <laughs> I, I've only played Lady Sheps because I love um, Jennifer Hale's performance. Oh, this will get so you playing Dude Shep, then. No, I, I we're going to make a Dude Shep. This is what, once I beat Assassin's Creed, what Oh, it's good justification so to go back and play uh, exactly. a, 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 a Mass Effect 2 and slam the Normandy into a brick wall right at the end and <laughs> well, kill everybody. Thing. I'm conflicted. I'm like, yeah. do I, I want to have a playthrough where I have a Dude Shep so you, that I can engage in this relationship. You have the rest of your life to play Mass Effect. You'll play it a thousand. <laughs> you'll, you'll, by the time you're 95, you will play Mass Effect in every different I, Possible not the permutation sort of to replay games, really. But I'm not? just saying, you know, if if you're 26, you're going to be 28 now. You probably have 70 years. <laughs> 70 years to just kind of like you can do it every five years. You're like, oh, I'm going to do Mass Effect games again. I'm going to do it this way. Yeah. You have plenty of time to do it however you like. Anyway, so there's that, and then they're like, oh, Bioware is announcing a new game, and I got all excited, and it's a fucking Command and Conquer game. Oh yeah, but it's also with a new studio, so it's not like. It's really interesting. It's not like the Mass Effect team is going off to. It's weird what EA is doing to the Bioware brand. They're diluting it so profoundly. Yeah, because they're like, hey, everyone likes Bioware. We need this other game. Let's just call the studio that's making this new Command & Conquer military RTS game. Let's just call it Bioware. It's kind of what they did with um, what 2K games did with the Irrational team. Yeah, exactly. Where it's It's... like Irrational Denver. Well, no, but if they were 2K whatever, then they Irrational again. It's a weird thing to do to the Bioware brand because everything they've done so far I'm glad they're not forcing the core Bioware guys to do games that they don't want to do. I'm glad it's just developing a new studio and just having the slap. They're just slapping the Bioware name on there, but, but it is it's fucking weird. weird. It means a Bioware. It's becoming it's like the brand. yeah. It's you, you can't 
the brand identity is is just yeah. You know, it was funny though because when they were announcing a new game from Bioware, I was like, oh man. And my wife. That's a new game like, with the Bioware name on it. Well, no. Here's the thing. My wife asked me, "What game do you want them to make?" Yeah. And the answer is a Garish Vicarian dating sim, which they already <laughs> gave me. A so wishbone game. No, stop it. Okay, what, what? else should I talk about? What else is on your pre-chatter list? Or can we talk about Star Trek game? Unlike oh, Bioware Star Trek game. Oh, set on Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Oh, you should just see the levels no, on the on the rate, recording go it's up. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. We're still a, talking about what happened this week. Oh, what else? Did they announce anything else with VGS? Oh, they had a, a Bioshock Infinite trailer. Oh, oh no, this that was is great. This is the year of the ripoff Gears of War trailers, where like, well, both. Uh, that was weird. They did what? What game was that? Where they had the music? Oh no, the the fucking Transformers. Transformers. Game. Well, it's like so. Here's what they did. Like it cut. Like yeah, Gears of War had a history of getting a song. It's kind of emotional, evocative, and setting a trailer to it. To and uh, like to like explosions. Yeah, it's just a just juxtaposition. What? How am I to pronounce this wrong? Juxtaposition. I'm having a stroke right now. Juxtaposition. of all this action-packed Gears of War gameplay against like what was it like Mad World by whatever the hell? Yeah, they did that, and they did a Vodka song. Yeah, Vodka. Yeah, so Gears of War games have always had a trailer where it's like. Big guy shaped like refrigerators shooting <laughs> monsters who look like refrigerators. But like a sad little emo. My heart is tender, loving flowers. It was it was successful. Yeah, no, it's very really evocative. There's nothing that evocative in the actual game. It was really weird that they chose that for a Transformers game though, because they chose a really odd like guitar, like kind of yeah. guitar. Like it's all like guitar. Optimus Prime, like to kill everybody. What? I'm like whale some guitar. It's like it's like a, it's it's like you're hearing uh, like something a song uh, like a 15 year old girl would play in a Portland coffee shop to a giant yeah. robot turning into a dinosaur and breathing <laughs> fire on everyone and the logo comes up. Transformers, fuck you're, Cybertron. You're ready to transform your heart. Yeah, and then uh, what was the other game? Oh no, Bioshock did the same Bioshock thing. Is, Although no, that was effective, that worked. No, yeah, was no, it actually worked for Transformers. I'm not saying it didn't even work for Transformers. No, it did it's not just, work for Transformers. I thought I was uh, my skin tingled. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Bioshock Infinite, she was singing. That's an old, like, protest song. Was that actually... Oh, no, it's Will the Circle Close or whatever. Yeah, that was, was that actually Elizabeth it was singing? Elizabeth. It was beautiful. Why are you not playing as Elizabeth? Uh, Gamley Carroll made a good point of this. Why are you not, are you not playing as Elizabeth in that fucking that game? that character would not make sense if she was a killer. I, well, also as a and, woman, if in that time, it would be a little weird, too. But, like, man, Elizabeth's obviously the most interesting part of the game so far. I mean, granted, I'm sure there's something going on with what's the main character. Booker. Yeah, Booker is interesting. But she's the... Well, that, and they also, yeah, they, they did seem to tone down her uh, titties a little bit. They keep doing that, thank God. No, no, it's not funny true. that like it was toned down. Then the to- titties came out again. Yeah, it's like she went from a C cup to like an E cup. Now she's back down to like like C plus, <laughs> C C plus. Anyway, that's my favorite titty programming. No, I'm I am most intrigued about. I, I'm really intrigued about Bioshock Infinite just because I think it's going to be an interesting interesting to explore that world. But they're really setting up that you're exploring that character too. Yeah, Which the gameplay the, the gameplay in there didn't seem like it was it was Bioshock Infinite, but there wasn't it wasn't anything in the game in the trailer that we hadn't seen before as far as just like shooting Skyrail, you know, Big Crow, 
It was not bad, but like it wasn't yeah. anything new. It 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 wet my appetite. But yeah, that, so. I that that is the last bit of uh, Bioshock shit I want to see until the game actually comes out. Yeah, I'm they sold me on it. it. They don't need to sell yeah. me on it anymore. It's I'm fucking Bioshock. That, so I'm trying to approach it with the fresh. Um. Fresh so is that is that the VGAs? <laughs> Jesus, so. fuck the VGAs. <laughs> I watched it for you, dear listeners. Reco- I hope that was worth. We've been it. recording for 15 minutes, and that's been nothing but the VGAs. Wait, have we only recorded 15 minutes? Seriously? Are you like? Maybe 40 minutes. Oh my god! Oh this my is your fault! You wanted to talk about the <laughs> Oh, the rest of it's really quick. Oh, anything else you want to talk about from this no, last week? No, that's my list. Uh, I just want to talk about, uh... My list just says, with the lemons. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, Mario Kart 7, been playing that all week. I uh, got to play that online on Friday. Uh, the Player One podcast crew, they actually had an online meetup with Mario 7, Mario Kart 7. That was actually very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's made by Nintendo and they're Japanese, the online functionality in terms of everyone being able to communicate with each other is totally yeah. busted. Yeah. You can only choose from a couple uh, canned options That's when you're communicating. Because they don't with people. want people asking, "Do you want to see my?" But wiener? we only had uh, like the Mario Kart Seven is designed so you can play up to eight people together online. Yeah. Uh, but like for some reason, it arbitrarily split our group into two different groups, and trying to arrange it so all of us could enter in the same lobby together, we couldn't do it because there's no way to communicate with anyone else other than to yeah. say, "I'm going to use gyroscopic controls. I'm excited." Whoopee! And, and, and well, it is faggot. And so everyone got onto Skype and was just like, "Okay, let's let's." Uh, but that was fun. Oh, Mario Kart Seven is awesome. When, it's you yes. Finish your Mario's talk. Why no? You go ahead. No, the new Xbox dashboard came on. Oh this yeah. Last week. I want to talk about that a little bit. Oh. It's interesting and weird. Yeah. Like okay, the problem. Yeah, you really care about this. So yeah. part where you talk. That's where you talk. That's where mommy talks. <laughs> No, Xbox has always been interesting. I'm, I'm a big Xbox user. Really, that's the primary means that I game. You changed your lady. Your avatar is no longer I have had all my Mass Affected up. With my Mass Effect with my N7 armor and a big, giant, obscenely-sized cowboy hat. Now I have my N7 armor and a scent hat. Oh, last night. You didn't even have the armor on. Oh, did I not? Yeah, you just look like a normal chick. Anyway, go ahead. It's a bug, man. Anyway, no, um, I just changed into a scent hat. Um, no, uh, I love <laughs> Xbox Live. I use it extensively. I use it's my I use boyfriend. Netflix, yeah, I use Hulu. Um, I even sort of sometimes use the Twitter on it. And I love like looking at the new gaming content, like videos or anything like that. I'd rather watch it big on my TV than stream it. On uh, and I'll wait the four weeks that it takes for it to show up. The problem that Xbox has always had is discovery. Because, you know, when you go, when you're looking for content, you're either looking for something in particular or you just organically find things. Yeah. And that's hard in any sort of digital setting, but they've made it even worse. Like, I have a ritual that whenever I boot up my Xbox, I go to the gaming tab, I see if there's any new videos and demos, and then I go on and do what I'm doing. But now to do that, I have to, like, press eight buttons to find the gaming videos. It seems like with this new interface, all the ads got pushed forward and everything else got kind of pushed back. The ads have always been face front, but I saw... it's hard to discover things. Somebody from Cheap Ass Gamer Wombat was talking about he uh, he I think he works in Japan and his job is dealing with like a web media and uh-huh. advertising stuff. Uh-huh. He pointed out that the entire interface seems to be designed around a certain ratio of of, of video ad content. Absolutely, like that's what like the whole design of the the front uh, that uh, the the what's it called the dashboard dashboard yeah it's just designed it, oh, yeah. it he, he was talking about just from his experience with advertising and video oh, game yeah. stuff like it, it seems like really is just, i mean great xbox live has always had lots of advertising it's yeah. just funny that like he suspects that this entire redesign was motivated 
largely by just like, oh. Before, you could have, so the way the dash was before, there were strips of content that were relevant to videos, gaming, whatever. And there would be, a lot of that would be focused on, here's what you can download, here's what new, here's what's new, here's like video content explaining this. And then there would be ads in that row as well. And you could, you would always be presented with the first ad, it would be in the front tier, and there would always be an ad at the end that you could miss very easily. And this way, there was no way to miss the ad. I like it when you fire fire up the Xbox, first thing you see it's a couple uh, windows. It's one large window and a couple smaller windows. Mm-hmm. Of course, the big window is just a big ad. Mm-hmm. And, like, to play your game, look well, at your friends, it's, like, pushed off to a, the side. It's an ad for gaming content. It's Fuck content that that's shit. always been there. The, it's always been there. The big thing should just be, like, I got Saints Row on my Xbox. It should just say fucking play Saints Row. Not You want that to be the biggest button? Yeah! What's in my Xbox? <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> you don't... That Fuck you know, Xbox I would, Live. I would rather be presented with new content. But no, here's the thing that drives me crazy. So you got me a Kinect for my birthday, yeah. and I no, don't play any goddamn Kinect games. We'll talk about the years of 2011, the games of 2011. But um, uh, I really like voice commands. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm when I'm like Does I was make doing it laundry. Easier? Well, in a way, they had this whole Bing feature, which is kind of cool. Like I wanted to watch the most recent episode of Parks and Rec, so I just turn my Xbox. I say Xbox Bing Parks and Rec. It comes right up. It says, you want to watch it on Netflix or Hulu? I go into Hulu. What's weird is I can search with my voice. I cannot select with my voice. Yeah. I either have to use a controller or flail. Here was the context. I was folding laundry. And I'm like, this is great. I can do it with my voice. But I can't fucking choose content with my voice. Because guess what? No one is going to choose flailing over a controller. No one. Yeah. No one. Ever. Um, Ever. What the hell? Can you say Xbox Bing Sting? Well, I did learn, my, my wife learned last night, if you want to, conf- we were trying to figure out, because I was, in the, we were in the kitchen, I was doing dishes, and she was cooking, and I was like, Xbox being 30 Rock or something, and it brought it up, and we were trying to figure out, we were tra- yelling at the television, trying to get it to pick <laughs> the option, yeah. and m- my wife just goes, Xbox, yes, <laughs> and it broke the Xbox, it just broke it, it just started, oh. like, thinking and thinking and thinking, it was amazing. Oh. So that's that's the Xbox Live Dash? It's weird. That's all I really wanted to say. I actually I love like Connect. I the love design I actually like better than the old one where it's all just kind of like one big horizontal strip. I guess. But it's, like I said, it's so hard to find. To find well, like the content. indie developers are talking about, like, uh, like the yeah, indie. You have to click it 18 buttons. To it's now, yeah, the, their stuff is buried even further back in, in the dashboard. So. And it wasn't really apparent earlier. It's too uh, So anyway, yeah, uh, I was just talking about Mario Kart 7. Uh, that It's good. If you like Mario Kart DS, this is essentially that. But back just, to daddies. I'm just saying, <laughs> Mario Kart is good. Um, oh, man, Mario Kart. Did you ever play Mario Kart Double Dash? Yes. For the GameCube? Yes. And it had that thing where, like, you had two, uh, you could have two characters on the same cart working together. Mm-hmm. And when you switched the players out, like, switch who, between the pilot and the gunner, uh, characters would say stuff. And you had Daisy, and she would say, hi, I'm Daisy. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daisy. Yeah. They brought back the same voice actress. She sounds like, who's the most annoying bitch in uh, Azamanga Dio? Who's <laughs> always like, no, 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 no. She's always a really aggressive one who's always just like, like, this sounds like the same voice actress. Okay. Not, she's always like, I'm going to be number one. Fuck you. This sounds like, this is kind of sounds like Daisy's voice actress. They brought her back, Daisy's voice actress in uh, Mario Kart 7. Just like, ah, she's just like a psychotic, crazy person. And I love her. She's my goat. She's actually one of the, one of the uh, not best racers, but I love her. She'll just like laugh. I'm like, I did okay, I guess. Ah! Just, it's funny. Uh, Mario Kart 7 is awesome. Uh, I was going to say, I could talk about X-Men First Class, which I just got watched this week. 
how how long have we got into this? Let's I know! I could have talked about it when we got on for it. X-Men First Class would be better if it was all about Magneto being Hugo Stieglitz. No, that was actually a pretty good movie. I thought it was great. I didn't see it in theaters, but we... Uh, that was the first movie Joshin. I have ever seen as, a, as an adult where I realized that everyone in it was a baby. Yeah. They're all babies. All the mutants I, are children. And you get to see a naked blue 11-year-old girl in the first five minutes of the movie, which <laughs> kind of freaked me out. Uh, yeah, no, X-Men First Class. Yeah, it's, it's X-Men uh, origin story from the 60s, which is actually very cool. I like What's your name? continuing our trend of talking about movies that has been out for a while and everyone has forgotten about it. No, no, I don't know. It's, it's, it's new to me. No, I, I'm just kidding. That was it good. Was Jamie Jones from X-Men is terrible. Kevin Bacon's the bad guy, Kevin though. Bacon's that cracked me up. Great. The whole thing, the whole Nazi scene of that was so great. God, the powers for awful. all the, like, the X-Men babies yeah. are all terrible. Like, oh, I got butterfly wings. Oh, I can spit fire a little bit. Oh, I can scream. <laughs> Like those guys could have picked to any of the tier X Men. Those were the kind of shitty powers you'd invent for an X Men in 1962. But yeah, they could have had more exciting uh, X Men uh, characters. But that was pretty good. That, I was surprised I like at how good Vaughn. that was. Matthew Vaughn is a good guy. Yeah. What Layer else did Cake he make? Is good. Stardust is good. Oh, he did Layer Cake in uh, it's that this guy. Is, this is Guy Ritchie's. I need to watch uh, Layer Cake I again saw that too. Kick ass, but he, he he's oh, a he good kick filmmaker. Ass? I like him as a filmmaker. Oh, okay. Uh, so that was X Men. Um, last thing I got to talk about, this is actually not even worth really talking about, uh, Paramount just actually, actually officially announced that all seven seasons of Star Trek The Next Generation are coming to Blu-ray starting next year. They knew that they, uh, they were at least putting out the first couple seasons on Blu-ray starting next year. Now it's official, so now we know all 178 episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation come out on 18. You know, if there's anything oh that I want to see in high definition, it's <laughs> Star Trek The Next this Generation. This is terrible, too, because like Star Trek The Next Generation was filmed on video. Yeah. And so, no, 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 what it was, the live action stuff was all filmed on film, like actual, like, like, like a, a movie film. The special effects were all shot on video, so they have to go back to every single special effect throughout the entire series, digitally recreate from scratch. So this isn't just, like, some guy just, like, like an HD scanner that's going, I'm scanning Star Trek, I'm scanning, like, they're actually recreating half of these episodes. That's some nerd's dream job. I know, I would kill for that job, that'd be great. Man, that, talk about floating on fucking money for, like, three or four years while you're putting that shit out. Anyway, uh, they are putting out, in a couple weeks, they're putting out a... Uh, uh, little uh, sampler of four episodes on Blu-ray, but this is just official that the whole series Here's is coming what out. I care but this about. is a huge financial investment, actually. Oh God, like this, no. they're like That's I said, they're putting out like a hundred uh, plus episodes of a whole TV show, and they're recreating half of if it just you to bring make it out. It, the nerds will buy it. Oh it's yeah, no, they'll make a fortune off of it. They're it's just money. This is crazy investment, though. Yeah, I hate to be those people actually putting that together because man, that's a lot of work. That is a lot of anyway, so I just thought that was kind of. interesting. I'm excited because Meet Me in St. Louis came out on Blu-ray on Tuesday. Is that good? I love. Did you get it? No, I did not. It's Christmas, man. I'm broke. Yeah. But man, Dylan wants to watch Children of Men because that's her like one of her favorite Christmas movies. Just because there's a naked chick giving birth in a manger, <laughs> which is not wrong. It's kind of a Christmasy movie. Uh, and I was like, oh man, I gotta go buy buy that on Blu-ray so we could watch it because I'm sure it's dirt cheap. And I was like, oh, and I went to Amazon. They're like, bitch, you bought this two years ago. You forgot about it. And I was like, thank you, Amazon, for saving me like seven dollars and sixty eight cents. Anyway, so that was my week. That was the week in geekiness. Well, now let's talk about video games. Let's get something different. Yeah, we're gonna go take a break and poop. <laughs> Not on each other or at each other. Stop recording. Stop. Okay, we'll be back in a second.
That's okay. fine. It's better off with near you. Anyway, we're back. Hello, everybody. This is our Game of the Year section of the podcast. <laughs> Unlike the first part of the show, we did not talk about gaming. No, this is different. Mm-hmm. This is different. This is all around all year bullshit. This is different because we're going to talk about games that came out this year. Yay! Well, we only started the podcast a month ago, so we got 11 months of gaming to catch up That's on. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, yeah. What's your Game of the Year? Karen. Mine is Snoopy Snow Globe Adventures. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Because he sleep on his doghouse and it's snow on him. You have to shake it to shove anyway, it off. Anyway, no, Skyrim. I, and it cracks me up. Like, I was talking to my wife about this. I'm like, I can't believe how much I, how much Skyrim is so... How much I am totally amazed. Like, I'm digging it. I'm afraid... I didn't give a shit about it. You know what? If we wanted to be popular, uh, we would uh, officially proclaim another game to be uh, Game of the Year and then go to Neogaf and post that and say, this is our podcast. It's... Snoopy Snow Globe Brigade, <laughs> and they will flip out and give us so much publicity. <laughs> Granted, I'll be all hate mail and shit like that, but um, it was an, this was an interesting year for gaming, though, in general. It was good, man. This crop of games that we came out that we had this fall were really great because you had something yeah. for everyone. You had shooters, you had yeah. you know big ass role playing games, you had yeah. Dark Souls for crazy people who hate themselves, <laughs> which I love. Um, racing games, but like, uh, oh man, it was yeah, no, it was it was, it was a really robust. Here's my proposal. Holiday season. I'll go through my list of games I. Had a good time with this year, and you can go through as well. Alternate, How does okay. that sound? Yeah. We can have, um, we can banter. Man, my my game of the year contenders oh, yeah. and runner ups is so small that it's like there's not even a whole lot well, for what, me to talk we'll just about. Start, you asked me for mine. What is your game of the year? What my game of the year? Yeah, uh, man. You're gonna say Saints Row Three, aren't you? No, it's not Saints Row Three. Man, my top three picks. Uh, the, no game of the year, Bill, motherfucker. No. Come on, number one. Should I be an asshole and just say Minecraft? <laughs> I could because technically it came out this year. It came out, yeah. I mean, it's not inaccurate either. God. Portal 2 I had fun with, but it was... I had more... No. no, There was no no, game this year... You cannot poop on Portal 2. I will leave this room. No, I'm just saying. There's a difference between liking and having fun with. The game I had most fun with this year was Saints Row 3. The best, you know, it's their two best and fun. It's like it's no, it's like Three Amigos versus Schindler's List. <laughs> Schindler's List, you know, is quote unquote the better film. Three Amigos is funny. It's the more like you're okay. gonna be entertained by okay. Three Amigos. If you could only have one game from Saints Row, is this year's Three Amigos? <laughs> <laughs> El Guapo. Have you seen Three Amigos? No. That'll have. To, oh my God! For Christmas, we'll have to watch Three Amigos. Um, what, Bill? If you could only have if, if, if 2011 were on fire, you could only rush into the building and well, one game. This is my usually when I think you know because I'm an idiot. I sit by myself and think, "What's my game of the year?" Not that anyone's asking. I always think I'm asking you. I'm right saying this is the first time anyone's asked. I'm just saying my process in the past when I've pretended and imagined people would ask me has been like. Like, if I look <laughs> back... To Whiffle Waffle. <laughs> exactly. Did a really good job. Yeah. Usually in these uh, fantasies, I'm naked, <laughs> gilded in gold, covered in jewels. It's not your lesbian friend shouting at you. Exactly. <laughs> What's your name again? <laughs> Shut up! Tell me! <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, but I... I my secret... My secret 11 herbs and spices... <laughs> For choosing a game of the year is usually like if I had to look back on on this specific year and like figure out which title that would like speak to me the most, like oh that game yeah. that's usually my game of the yes. year. Like last year, yes, 
That is oh, what man. Because it's like, it's not about what was the best. It would probably have to be Skyrim, just because, like. It's like when all the ingredients man. gel together. The thing is, I haven't, played that, I've, I haven't played that much Skyrim, and that I've only played 20 hours of Skyrim. I just. I just so saved. I can't predict how much more I'm going to get into it. I just did my 1,156 save in God, Skyrim. I've done, like, my 35th. <laughs> How much have you? How much time have you logged into Skyrim? We're just I, assuming our pick is Skyrim. Let's put it that well, way. We can have different choices. I don't know what else to choose. Yeah, my my top three choices for Game of the Year would be Skyrim, Portal Two, or Dark Souls. Minecraft doesn't count. Set came out last even year. Saints Row. That's not even on your list. No, Saints Row and Super Mario 3D Land are runners up. Okay. Right. Yeah. Anyway, no. Um, were there both I'm fun games? But of, I'm on 90 hours. Of Jesus Christ! I finally figured out a narrative reason for my character to pick a side in this war. Yeah. Um, uh, and her name is Lika Rike, or however her name is Rick, Rika. Rika. Who is a gen, uh, General Tullius, the head dude in uh, the Imperials? Uh-huh. His um, sidekick um, uh, is this woman who's Nord. And Imperial. And um, meeting her, and also we have to do this mission, and someone makes a really compelling argument for why Ulfric is wrong. Yeah. And I was like, my character is going to be... Um, what race is your character? What is your character? Imperial. My, you, don't, you don't remember my elaborate backstory for my character, Bill? Is she made of margarine? <laughs> I hate you. What? I hate you right now. No, what no. race is he? Is she? It. An Imperial. That's not a race. Yes, it is. Is it? Yes, it is. What do you look like as an imperial? You're human. You're just you're a human imperial. What is a, what is woman, a Nord, Bill? Woman. I hate Beautiful you. Beautiful lady. Anyway, flowing no, imperial my, hair. You clearly don't remember my elaborate backstory for my character. I can't remember. My character. I can't remember is what I'm playing as. Imperial with a Nord fixation. If she flees <laughs> to Skyrim. Um, to satisfy her curiosity and decide what Ulfric, but when he, she learns of his hateful, anti-everybody-else policies, she is torn and seeks solace in her role as Dragonborn. Okay. And that's my character. That is so, his play into the Imperial shit. Well, no, because I, I finally met a character who is a Nord and made a really compelling... Um, who, uh, it's the, um, the dude who... Uh, the priest of Arke in Solitude. Okay. Makes, if Arke sounds a lot like him, Parquet. Back to the butter thing. <laughs> Just saying. Jesus Christ. You have the most golden brown delicious <laughs> Skyrim experience I've ever seen. No, the priest of RK makes the most compelling argument anyone has ever made for the Imperials. Okay. And on top of that... What is it? I'd like to hear it. Um, oh god, no, I can't remember a lot of it. It was really good. Because, like, I'm so, I'm so early, early in the game, all I know is that Ulfric is awesome. Woo! Everyone's like, See, well, Ulfric I'm also playing as a Nord, so everyone's like, yeah, him. Ulfric, fuck yeah! Ulfric is an interesting character, but everyone around him is a jack. Ulfric is the Steve Holt of... Of Skyrim, where everyone's like, "Yes, Ulfric. Steve Holt, yeah," <laughs> yeah. and uh, anyway, that's all I hear about Ulfric. Ulfric. What? What? The the, the the end of this argument was that um, uh, uh, Tiber Septim was emperor, and this is his empire, and we can't. If we are true followers of Talos, we can't turn our backs on his work. No, oh, okay. And I thought that was an interesting. I mean, there was it's more. Just, it's just that. as simple as that. That was an well. There's more to it, but that's what yeah, it boils down to. That was kind of the yeah. crux of it. Okay. And I totally felt like in that moment, I'm like, my character would be convinced by that. And also, this woman, this legate, is an awesome lady. She's a Nord who sided with the Imperials, and my character is a huge um, lesbian and Nordophile who okay. doesn't get enough love from her wife. So, <laughs> yeah, your wife sounds pretty shitty. My well, no. Anyway, we you said she just sits around and just dispenses I've money. Talked about that enough. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. No, but no, and so I finally joined the Imperials. In fact, that's why I was late today, was I was um, helping the Imperials clean out some forces. So there's never any point you could just say, fuck it, I'm joining the dragons, or... Well, there, there are two narratives. 
Actually, have you? You don't. I can't you, talk to you. About I know. You don't we'll know talk me. about have it. Have you engaged with any Forsworn? What's a Forsworn? In reality, I wish there was a third. There was a third arc you could choose. I'm kind of surprised there's not because that would be kind of a cool. No, because here, here's the politics rock, paper, of scissors. the region. The Nords are not native to Skyrim. The Nords came into Skyrim to, and like now are the main power there. Yeah. But they were not. They're not native to Skyrim. Oh. The actual natives are these people called the Forsworn, who about 20 years back tried to take over violently because they're the actual natives. And um, and so they've been oppressed and oppressed and oppressed. And really, and it was great because I was talking, I was talking to my wife about this, and, and I go, yeah, it's it's kind of weird when you think about it because the Nords they think that their god gave them this land, and they want it. They're oppressing the natives, and they think it's their god given right. And she just looks at me and she goes, they're Americans. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, the Nords are America. It's amazing. Anyway, I've never been prouder to be a Nord. <laughs> I am the Sam the Eagle of Nords. Rob's guess. <laughs> Anyway, uh. Skyrim, Skyrim. I'm gonna shut up about Skyrim. We talked enough about Skyrim. Skyrim is very good. I can't, I can't, I can't choose anything else. This was a great year. For Skyrim. Me. I pushed a dragon skeleton down a uh, snowy mountain to the middle of what's the northernmost town with the with the with the arc, arcane college the oh, with, um, with Hogwarts. <laughs> a fall apart town. I got attacked by a dragon uh, right up where you can do the thing. You can't talk anymore about Skyrim. A Skyrim. It's our game of the year, <laughs> Annie. It's the boy Howdy. Podcast game of the year. When it, we, can, we can't talk about Skyrim now. We can so talk about it. Oh my god! You should see the levels. Um, yeah, Skyrim. It's pretty good. I still need to play more, but I think I'm probably going to play more Skyrim than I've played anything else this year. Portal Two, man. I was talking with Matt about this. You know, everyone at home knows Matt. He's a cool guy. We got to stop mentioning our friends casually. And you know his thing with his foot that kind of freaks everyone out. That was kind of happening, so we didn't talk that long. It's kind of fucked up. There is no thing with Matt's foot. This is a joke that Bill does sometimes. Matt is the husband of our friend Erica, which I guess means that Matt is not our friend is what I'm saying. I hate to say that. Matt is a friend. Matt is a friend of ours who, is, who works in game development. Yeah, uh, Matt, Matt's a game developer. He's an awesome guy. Uh, he, I was talking about, he was asking about the podcast, and I was telling him we were doing a game of the year podcast. And uh, he pointed out that Skyrim, you know, it's good, but it's not necessarily, like, developmental. Like, as, as a game, it's really just Oblivion 2.0. Not well, to say it's bad. That's not what we're discussing. And all three of my choices, Skyrim, Portal 2, and Dark Souls, they're good, but they're not particularly unique. They're all very good games, but they're all sequels who are just kind of like, even that's Portal not, 2. We're Portal not 2's, saying most innovative game of the year. I know, but I like to think about that. I hate to, it's like, loud. and Skyrim is so buggy and stuff, too, at the same time. It's a little bit like, I hate to kind of like, guys, game of the year. Doesn't work for anyone who wants a PlayStation 3. Not to say that our endorsement of Skyrim as Game of the Year is going to change (laughs) anything in the history of the world. You know, that poor game that's not doing so well, now it's... I know, seriously. That's why my Game of the Year is the Journey Beta. if you want to... Actually... We'll talk about that that later. We'll we'll talk about that in gaming moments of the year. Because it's like, honestly, Um, there are all sorts of different standards to choose this stuff by, and you're just choosing what was the most satisfying to you as a whole. Yeah. Skyrim is that. So it doesn't push anything. I so the best moments I've had in gaming have been things that I've done before. Saints Row Three. I'm tempted like that. The reason I'm tempted to vote for that for Game of the Year because that's so weirdly unique. Despite the fact that it really is just Grand Theft Auto stripped down gameplay wise, it actually doesn't do anything interesting because you're still just running around stealing cars, shooting shit. But like the sense of humor in that game and its desire to just say fuck it, we were playing a video game. We're gonna cut out all the slow, boring shit, which. It's rare for video game developers to do. That's very unique. That's that's kind of like their whole hook. Even aside the ridiculous uh, uh, sense of humor side of like 
fucking pony boys and mm-hmm. mind controlling octopuses aside. I just love the fact that they just cut out all the shit and just make the game as fun and and playable for you as possible. Mm-hmm. Which that's man that the man GTA five is going to not look very good in comparison to Saints Row three. Let's put if that I way. had to pretend that Skyrim did not come out this year. <sighs> yeah, that's a good question. What if yeah, what's our non Skyrim pick of the year? My game of the year would actually be Bastion. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, Bastion... Because when I think about it, it's like, what game stays with me when I'm not playing it? And it's Bastion. I still think about Bastion. Bastion's pretty badass. Bastion, I mean, the music, the art direction... Again, the gameplay in Bastion isn't that great, but like, Bill, it's about the... What, I'm gonna look at my list. What gameplay... What game, game here had innovative gameplay? L.A. Noir. That was your <laughs> game here, Bill? Uh, Jesus no. Ilo Milo, because you play as thumbs. I, did Ilo Milo come out this year? Yeah, it was like... Oh, it was. It came out like January list. 2nd. Ilo Milo was amazing. If that you was like, not played it, please be it. Play you play as a little thumb. Two little thumbs. Milo Milo is like that. It's an Xbox Live game. It is charming. The art yeah. direction is beautiful. The music's the fantastic. It's very clever. Yeah. Just holistically, it's a very satisfying game. And I'm sure it's dirt cheap now because it's been a year since it Highly came out. Milo Milo is just very cute. But yeah, it's a co-op Xbox Live puzzle game. And the co-op game. is actually very satisfying. And it's a very cute. I still, that's, uh, the Isla Milo theme is still the theme on my Xbox Bastion's right now. narrative and characters and world and art and music still stay with me. They still resonate with me. I do not. I'm really I'm not curious to see what those guys do next. I'm incredibly curious. Yeah. Yeah, those that would be my game of the year. Otherwise, um, and I, I think, I think of... it's very cool that we live in an age where your your favorite game of the year can be a low, like a, a reasonably priced downloadable game. People are belly aching because Dead Space Two is not really being talked about as a game of the year contender. Did you you, you want to play I that? Don't did play you play? Games. Did you try the demo? I went my friend's house, who has a giant projection TV and the surround sound, made me come downstairs and watch a little bit of his the demo of it. I literally walked down the stairs and turned around. Because you know what I don't want to hear in surround sound? Undead babies crawl on the walls. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That game was cool, but I don't... People... There's like a weird pocket of people who just fucking jerk off all over the Dead Space games, and they're good. It's, I'm not that kind of... Thing. As far as just kind of like crawling around dark environment, shooting monsters are fine, but you it's not well like... You ask me what I think about the latest Battlefield. And, and like, people people get really wrapped up in the fiction of Dead Space, and it's it's vaguely kind of slightly interesting, and like a <laughs> sci-fi original TV movie kind of way, but... Wow, Bill, it's kind of a ringing endorsement for uh, you, actually. It ain't JoJo bought it. I played it. I I was happy with just having played his copy without having bought my own list. But there, L.A. Noir. Do we want to talk about L.A. Noir? I do. I enjoyed L.A. Noir. I, you know what? I give it all its before the podcast. I was talking about how I had an okay. I had a fine time playing L.A. Noir. But, like, in retrospect, I want to punch Ellie Noir in the face, and I don't know oh, why. Yeah. Well, it's because it was a lot of, there was a lot of missed opportunity there. Yeah. What I keep, one thing I keep thinking about is, so my background in gaming is I played a lot of point-and-click adventure games. Yeah, that you have my, more to say about that Ellie Noir. That was my yeah. mother's milk when it comes to gaming. Like, I was a big LucasArts kid. I ran some LucasArts fan sites. I was involved in Mix and Mojo, which at the time was a preeminent LucasArts fan site. <laughs> no, and so like in so in, in point click adventure games, you can have a huge world. You can travel across the globe, but yeah. you see a map, you click on that location, and then you're there. Like LA Noir, they spent so much time building that city and gave you no compelling reason I, to explore. I wish they had some DLC for LA Noir. I'd go back to play that in a heartbeat if it was something that wasn't actually doing the, the mechanics of investigating stuff. Because that world, that's such a big world, richly the detailed. I played it in beautiful. black and white. I had my own 1940 soundtrack uh, with like all film noir music soundtracks and old, old radio plays from the time. Electrolux Theater presents, you know, George and Gracie, blah, blah, blah. And I had a great time with just running around the environment, but the game itself was just so... Yeah. 
Well, the game was at its best when you finally, you know, the whole game we're playing, and we're like, I wish I could be Kelso, because Kelso is such an interesting character. When you become Kelso, all of a sudden the Kelso's little... the guy who takes over at the end? That's correct. Okay, yeah. Basically... Spoiler, you know what, FYI? Dude, it came out in April. Let's no, I'm about... just saying, yeah. spoilers for pretty much spoiler, every game that, that ever came out this year. <laughs> I'm just saying. Now that we said the spoiler, spoiler, guys. Yeah, to say the least. At the end of the game, you start playing Kelso, and then you become the, the private dick character, the classic archetype. Whereas before you no, Kelso is, is the Mad Men guy. I don't watch Mad Men, okay. He's the main guy, right? Guy on oh. the box. Who's the guy in the box? <laughs> That's not Kelso. That's Kelso the is the private dick? Kelso is the guy who's the insurance investigator. Yeah. From who was your buddy in the Wait, war who's the and then dick? he becomes the protagonist. I can't even remember. No, he is basically a private dick. That's oh no, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was like, wait, where did this third character come from? Okay. No, but I mean then you, you go from the archetype of this this cop who's trying with mixed results to live a straight life to just being the uh, private dick, you know, bait for all intents and purposes and playing with that archetype. And then you lose all the fucking secondary mission games missions to it. The game has a lot of purity to it at that point, because yeah. it is what it needs to be. But then you realize what a waste that world is, because then you're just fat. Like, every single time, if I had the option at that point in the game, I fast-traveled. Yeah. And if you're fast-traveling, and like, and then all that work is literally for nothing. My heart goes out to those devs. And what kills me is that when you read anything about the development of L.A. Noir, none of the side missions that you play when you're um, the protagonist... Mm-hmm. God, what's his name? I can't remember now. Cole? Cole, Cole Phelps. Cole, Cole Phelps. Phelps. Thank you. I didn't when you're that Phelps, for a second. The, um, all those side missions were only put in at Rockstar's insistence. Cause yeah, they just to flesh thing. out the world, yeah. Exactly. And that's such a fucking crying shame. Why make this whole that game sandbox? Is, that, that, that's, that's the thing about uh, L.A. Noire, is that it's so disjointed, and you can see the seams everywhere where you can see how things were kind of Frankensteined into the game by Rockstar, and yeah. you could tell that so much time you and energy was spent so by the developers on like the faces. Yeah, I could see. I'm, 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 I'm actually surprised it is. It's as good of a game as it is, mm-hmm. considering if Rockstar hadn't stepped in and kind of fleshed it out even more, it would have been just even. I don't know. Then again, maybe if it didn't have the open world, if it just cut straight to the actual gameplay, maybe it would have been better. I don't know. It's yeah. just it's 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 the game's kind of pulled in two different directions between being. This investigative yeah. simulator well, what's versus interesting is that if you open switched, world game. If you remove the open world elements, downscale the graphic graphics, and yeah. send it back in time twenty years to be released with all the other point and click adventures, oh, yeah, could have been. Uh, it would be considered a mediocre point and click adventure. Exactly, which is what's interesting. And it's just dressed up it. in the shambling suit of a big sandbox like game. The, the game, the actual interrogation mechanics, was a weird. The, like it was a weird way to 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 create. The that. best part of the game was just the aesthetics. See, I disagree. I, I really liked the slow burn. And I'm always going to be a oh, character, but the slow burn of Kelso's character yeah. during the course of that game, I was I enjoyed so much. To be fair, I'm a big fan of noir. Yeah, and I love the ending. Yeah, and it was I really man that was. Super it's funny how so many people got pissed off at that ending of the game with because uh, Cole Phelps dies at the end of Elaine War, and the ending is his funeral. And everyone was kind of, oh man, that, that's fucked up. That's I and like, have it. you never seen a fucking war movie where like it's the there was a bug in my <sighs> game though that really chirpy music was playing. At the end. <laughs> yeah. It was really weird. Oh, I do like the last thing you see. Is it at the, at the end of the credits? You actually see uh, everyone formulating the idea that kind of gets everyone in trouble during the rest of the game. Yeah. Like the last that thing you see great. of the game is just like yeah. everyone on their little uh, PT cruiser, not PT cruiser. I'm just but, saying, if anyone wants yeah. to take L.A. Noir and um, turn it into a movie, it should be a really good movie. <laughs> I don't know if it would be a really good movie, but no, it would. It'd be have a great you seen more. L.A. Confidential? Okay, because that movie cribs so much from, or that game cribs so much from L.A. Confidential. L.A. Confidential is essentially L.A. Noir. What? I they, they've already made that movie is all I'm saying. 
And we've established that no one can make anything that smacks of anything else ever. No! Both <laughs> movies. Mother movie was terrible! I'm just Jesus saying. Christ, Bill. What else came out this year? Child of Eden. You never played it. It's the fucking. Epilepsy gallops in my family. I played oh, it for it? all of five minutes and got a headache. Oh, did I love like, you? Because it's connected to did. You, yes. I bought it. You have the connect. It gave me a terrible headache and I stopped playing. It's just a psychedelic fun game. Uh, it's not worth really talking about too much, but yeah, it's on the list. I, and the game's worth mentioning list. Ocarina of Time 3DS Skyward Sword. That game was awesome. I have nothing to say about Zelda. I feel bad. Yeah. You know, you sold your Wii, so you can't even borrow Skyward Sword even if you wanted to. You could always borrow mine. Uh, I played uh, the first uh, hour and a half of Skyward Sword, got bored, and lent it to Joshin, who he's actually been having a good time. He's put like 30 hours into it, and he's still nowhere near the end, so that game is, that, is actually seems to be pretty big. Um, yeah, Ogre, my turn. My turn? Yeah. My turn. Um, I bought uh, Once Upon a Monster. Yeah! Did you see that's on here. sale today for 30 bucks? I don't want to think uh-huh. it. No, I bought it because, I, as I mentioned, Bill got me a connect for my birthday. And I, um, I I saved it. I waited to play it with this tiny friend of mine, like a little three-year-old bro of mine, um, little Noah Crowley. I was like, hey, Noah, he he loves us. And he's here, like, come over, we'll play this Kinect game. He got scared by it. Oh, yeah? And he wouldn't, didn't want to play, which is for the best, because goddamn, granted, my house is a really kind of dark house in general, but, like, the tracking, it could not track me to save my life. I could only imagine actually trying to play that with a kid yeah. who doesn't understand why the computer won't recognize their movements, and it kept disengaging over and over. Like, actually trying to play that with two people was, like... Awful. Awful. Uh-huh. I love Double Fine. I will buy anything they came out with. And it was a really cute game, and the writing was great, and the design was great, but man, it just made me think, I do not want to ever play a Kinect game with a little person who cannot understand. Yeah, how do you not... explain to them that, like, technology's not working? No, 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 kiddo. You stepped too far to the right. Yeah. <laughs> you can't play this game anymore. That oh. sucks. I'm sorry you didn't have a good time with that. Well, I mean, I am enjoying it. We, we've played it now twice with him. Yeah. And he likes watching us play it. But it's just kind of But funny. you're not enjoying it in the way that it was meant to. So. I have yet to find a Kinect game where I'm like, yes, this is worth standing up and flailing. Yeah. I like I liked Gunstringer. I downloaded the demo. It was cute. But I could not play that for an hour at a time. I've no like I, I, I like I bought I bought an iToy back in the day for the PlayStation 2. Yeah. An anti grav. And I loved it. But, you know, I don't man, the whole motion gaming thing. It is just not interesting. I keep waiting for someone to come up with something that I'm actually... It's even with Skyward Sword, like, even going back to that, like, the motion controls for the sword play stuff in there is kind of cool, but it doesn't necessarily change the fact that the Zelda formula is kind of stale. Like, mm-hmm. motion controlling does so much stuff that put put the motion controls into something that's still interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Let's talk about things we like. Uh... What else is on your list, Bill? Your turn. Your uh, turn. Deus Ex Human Revolution. Oh, I totally forgot that was out! Yeah! I didn't even put it on my uh, list! I bought it! Well, no, actually, you need you and Joshin <laughs> with threesies on it. Yeah. And uh, I only played long enough to get outside the, uh, the the main building that you start in and get yelled at by my dead girlfriend's mom. <laughs> but then I saw you play a shitload of it, and I saw Joshua play that. enough. I, I pretty much played the game by virtue of having played the first part of the game and then watching both of you guys play through uh, separate playthroughs. I enjoyed it so much I forgot it existed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I enjoyed that game. I was it, surprised. Yeah. It seemed like both of you guys had a good time with it. I liked, I'm, not a, I'm not a very good gamer. So normally any game with a stealth mechanic, I'm like, ah, shit. Because I'm not yeah. I'm not a stealthy person. There's a reason why that anytime I play Dungeons & Dragons, I'm like, so can I be the big stupid tank? Because at the end of the day, that's all I can handle. What was the name of the hot Emily Carroll pilot? 
The only reason I even say that, who's the name of the pilot in the game? Oh, what's Farrah? She's a oh, Farrah. Is it Farrah? No, 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 Farrah's the lady from Persia. It's something like Well, she's not like super, like, she, she's, she's, uh, she's attractive, but she's, she's not tarted up. One of my favorite, I think we talked about The only reason I call it before. Emily Carroll, because of the Gamer's Job podcast, specifically called out, like, one of the guys was talking about in their Human Revolution thing, is like, oh, you have this beautiful helicopter pilot. She looks like Emily Carroll. <laughs> and, like, Emily Carroll listens to the podcast and communicates with those guys. And I was like, wow, I've never been able to think about that pilot anything other than sexy. <laughs> Emily got, Carol. They they're both brown haired. Yeah. That's they're it. both exotic looking, I guess. Takes. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I anyway, think Princess Zelda looks like Kate. She was an interesting character. Let's keep talking again about people. Not people no one else knows, yeah. Um, the, um, but no, um, uh, Deus Ex or Human Revolution, I think I talked about the character because she was interesting because she was a female character who was basically a sidekick who wasn't sexual. Yeah, that's it. it was Did really she nice. die in your game? Because Joshua blew her up accidentally no. a couple times. No, I refused to let her die. My, I don't know if that's something you can do in the game Foley where she dies and that you continue. Foley was like, no, you, it can go either way. Oh, okay. Can't, Foley okay. Foley's like, you're going to keep replaying until she lives. And yeah. I did. Um, Deus Ex was great. It was a lot of fun. The gameplay was satisfying, and the narrative was okay. And the, the main dude was a douchebag, though. That was a weird. And we his voice was that. so like, yeah, he's trying to be uh, what's his name, uh, man with no name, uh, Clint Eastwood in those movies. A, where he's it like, it was a weird choice. My name is Larry. Larry Fine. To be fair, I, I would argue that other than Pilot Lady, all the characters in that game were not. Yeah, interesting. I did. And she was mostly only interesting in that she was a non-white female main character in a video game who's not sexualized. Yeah, and that's not really. That's sad that I need to applaud that. Oof. I'm talking about gender stuff. Bill is looking at his list. No, list. what's what's next? Because that that was one of my Assassin's choices. Creed came out. I still have not played it. I know. I was looking at your achievements list last night. Because <laughs> me, I'm still trying trying to catch up to you on, on uh, Chivo stuff. And yeah, you have still not touched that. Quite everyone says it's that it's not a very good Assassin's Creed game. About this. We don't have to talk about this. Yeah. Game. Okay. Uh, it's just interesting because I love Assassin's Creed. Gears Three. I didn't play it. I'll play it when it's twenty bucks. I only bring this in because Arthur Geese, he's one of the head guys. He, he used to work for IGN. He now works for Joystick. Uh-huh. I love that guy to death. He would not shut the fuck up about Gears of War 3 for half the year. I, I actually like the Gears of War games. I played yeah. the first two of them. They're good. But they're like only eight hours long, and I'm not not interested in the multiplayer. So it's either a perfect rental or buy it when it's like 10 15 20 bucks. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it sounds like that was pretty good. I'd like to play it, but I won't play it until next year. Yeah. Portal 2 came out. We just touched on that a little bit. Yeah. You sound... It sounds like it's a good game for you to poop on, but I... No, I'm not saying it's bad. I like the hell out of Portal 2. I'm just saying, it's it's Portal... It's the first Portal, but with more. I liked... uh, See, I liked... um, How's that a bad thing? I'm not saying... No, it's the characters are fantastic. Cave Johnson's... Uh... That guy... Who's that guy who plays Cave Johnson? Who likes him? He's never been in anything anyone's ever liked. No, so... No, I... J.K. Simmons. I enjoyed it so much. Man, We'll talk more about Portal 2 in a bit. Because we're doing a best game moments of the year thing, and that's going to be mostly Portal oh, are 2. We? Man, we're, this is how, how long is it's long? It's not even that long. We're only an hour and 16 like minutes this. in, so it's not even that long. Um, You had touched on this a little bit. Yeah, one of my favorite... Oh, I guess we'll talk about that then. What? Um, Dragon Age 2 came out this year. You still haven't played Dragon Age 2. Talk about Dragon Age 2. No. I love I want to play Dragon Age Origins so I can appreciate how much better or, or fantastically worse Dragon Age 2 is. <laughs> depending on who you <laughs> talk really to, it seems. It was really kind of fascinating to replay Dragon Age 2 a little bit before playing Skyrim. Yeah. Just kind of hammered at home what Bioware finds core and what's, what Bethesda finds core. And what 
Bioware finds core is a lot, you know, we have some of the values. Um, yeah. And that they love character and um, and dialogue that's paramount for them and everything else is secondary. I love the hell out of Dragon Age 2. I loved... Is, yeah, you talked and played... The characters in that game, I, I enjoy so... I enjoy all of them. Yeah. Like, all of those. It's very rare to have an ensemble game where I genuinely was passionately interested in all of their story arcs. Like, I've never had that happen in an RPG before. There's always, like, my go-to characters, and then there's everybody else. Yeah. But, no, in that game, short of Meryl, I loved everyone in it. Like, it has two of my favorite characters, which was Isabella and Aveline. Aveline was a very interesting character because I, I, I projected a lot, I identified a lot with her. Because she's um, a tough soldier lady who, um, uh, she, um, and is just trying to, you know, like, trying to live a decent life. Mm-hmm. Having lost her husband, Bill is drifting off. Out no, just checking to make sure we're still recording. She, yeah. She's um, so she's kind of a, um, a very um, self-contained, very controlled sort of person who is very private for the most part, and um, uh, uh, struggles with doing anything that is not her job. Is very interesting character and a very interesting character of a woman. Play. Yeah, and um, then there's Isabella, who on the surface of it is just the sassy whore pirate character. But no, her character is actually very interesting, and their interactions were very satisfying during the whole game. And I just, man, Dragon Age Two. If we were to say what were the best characters of the year, I would have to pick them all from Dragon Age Two. Okay. I loved that game. When did they come out? Like last spring. Spring. Okay. okay. It was on this year's list. I hope it came out. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Uh, Ico Shadow and Colossus. Uh, the HD remake. I, need to buy I still that. have that. You can borrow it if you want. Yeah. I played through a bit of uh, both. Uh, they're both really pretty. There's not a lot to say other than those are both very good they're games. Still good games. Uh, hopefully, that's is still just a precursor to Last Guardian coming out next year. We'll see. Um, do you have anything else? Um, uh, well, I have the things that we can talk about best gaming experiences since that's what we're doing. Currently. Oh no, I have one or two other things. Okay, just two games to vaguely mention. Four to four. Uh, got that. Uh, that that's a fantastic racing game. It's got a bunch of Top Gear comment, uh, content. Uh, yeah, it, uh, did I tell you about how it's the great thing where, like, some of the cars you can uh, go into a garage and kind of, like, pop open the hood, look under the engine, oh, yeah. and kind of, like, do stuff while the Top Gear guys are kind of like, this car oh, is made of peanut butter, <laughs> or something adorable. like that. It's that's always like if you do that enough, you unlock the, the Warthog from Halo. And that's how, for some reason, they arbitrarily just put Halo shit in there. Why not? But uh, Force 4 is cool. Batman, I have that. I have not played that yet. Batman... It's got super sexy, uh, who's, uh, the, who's Joker's chicky? Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn. That kind of freaks me out. Harley Quinn should not be all sexed up. Dude, it's, there's a proud tradition of that. I know, but, like, now where she's all, like, in, in Hot Topic S&M gear. That's kind of frightening. Ugh. Isn't, isn't she always stopping, uh, Poison Ivy? That's what Erica told me. <laughs> the internet would like you. Is that what's happening? Oh, no, okay. there's a really cute thing. I think on Batman the Animated Series where they were bros. Like, they yeah. were friends. And it was a great, it's a great, it's, it's just a great like... relationship to have in that world. And yeah. of course, because the internet can't be trusted with anything good, they sexualized it. <laughs> uh, Modern Warfare 3, meh. There's nothing to say about that. Uh, Is Soap McTavish still alive? I love Soap McTavish. What have we not talked about? Battlefield Front. What is it called? This this says shooter. more than anything else. <laughs> this is a fun year in gaming. There's, There's one game we have not this... talked about at all, not t- touched upon for even a moment, which kind of speaks what, to what game? Uncharted Three. Well, we, no, I, I I had that on my list. I didn't talk about it because you've already shit on it so thoroughly. I'm just saying Uncharted Three. Well, we haven't talked about it in terms of game of the year. It's not even on it. Like it would not be on my list. I yeah. enjoyed it though. It would uh, let's be in my way. best moments of the year. I came of the up year. a list of biggest disappointments of the year, and the only game that was on that list was Alien War. 
Not even Uncharted Three. Why wouldn't Uncharted Three with guarded expectations? And it just kind of met those guarded expectations. Exactly. Yeah. It's not even a matter of Uncharted Three being bad. It was just Uncharted Two was that good. Uncharted Two was like the best distillation of what that game series could be. And my heart went out to him trying to top that. So So, that's why I don't. I don't judge that game very much. I'm glad that Naughty Dog is taking time off from Uncharted to do Last of Us. No, they're not. They just have two teams now. Oh, really? Now they have both teams working on oh, the drive. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm the down. one in charge for next year. <laughs> Take anyway. a break. Read a book. Anyway. Oh, my God. Let's go let's go visit your children. Let's wrap this up. Let's talk about our favorite movies. Oh, my, uh, my other biggest disappointment was also just Red Faction whatever came out this year. <laughs> Not that I played it, but Red Faction Gorilla, which came out like two years ago, was fantastic. And uh, the game they followed up with is supposedly terrible. It's funny because it's made by the same guys who made Saints Row Three, and it seems like they How poured all their balls. Your disappointment if you didn't play it because I'm sad because now Saints the Red Faction uh, franchise is officially dead. Yeah. They killed it, but the last that's, game was so good. A bad thing. No, the last game was so good. So you smashed buildings down with a hammer. You can't make it a game. You never past, played like, Red Faction Gorilla, so shut up. No, you made me play a little bit of it. Okay, this is what you just said to but me. But you never unlocked the nano gun. This is, this is literally what you just said to me. Uncharted Three wasn't that great. I wish they'd stop making Uncharted's. Oh no, the last Uncharted <laughs> Red Faction game was shitty. Oh no, they can't make anymore. Ah, oh, so sad. You're a weird man. I hate you. Let's go. Let's go into moments. Okay, uh, you know what? Actually, uh, we did ask for people for their other game of the year things. Uh, we only got like one or two comments so this is not going to take that long uh, uh daniel fight from japan he's my bro he's awesome uh he says that his favorite game there was portal 2 successfully expanded on the first game without snapping also consistently hilarious cave johnson uh hashtag lemons see i would argue that portal 2 is great for the same reasons that when uncharted 2 or uncharted 2 is great it wasn't yeah. that it was necessarily innovation though what portal 2 did add some great elements but it just refined what it was, was there a great refinement yeah uh, also, Daniel Fight's biggest disappointment was Bionic Commando Rearm 2. Fucked, uh, fucked with the controls to its detriment and lost uh, the winking fun of uh, Rearmed 1. I never played... I bought and played uh, Rearmed 1. I uh, didn't play the second one. Uh, have you? Did you ever see what the original Bionic Commando for uh, the Nintendo was? The 8-bit Nintendo? Yeah. It's just this game where you just have this hook arm and yeah. you're just like running around. I know around. of it. You couldn't jump, though? Yeah. Uh, they made a sequel to the... Xbox Live remake where you could jump and everyone flipped the fuck out. <laughs> uh, so that that's Daniel Fight's recommendation. That's gaming right there. Yeah, exactly. Why I jump now? Me okay, like. so our last little segment is going to be uh, so Skyrim, our game of the year. We're you, saying it. What, what? We're putting the stamp on it. No, Bastion. There you go, Bastion. That's going to be some new ground. No, Skyrim. Skyrim. Okay. I have a problem with that. I, you got I problem? did not expect. There are very few games that I go into expecting to not like them that then totally occupied this much of my brain space. Okay. Um, okay, so the, here's our uh, readers. Their picks of their favorite gaming moments of the year. Uh, Greg Allure. He's, his name is Greg. He's awesome. He works in a movie place <laughs> that what restores old movies for oh, yeah. DVD and stuff like that. Oh, He's always awesome. doing Disney movies. Awesome. And he was like, oh my god, I just spent all day scanning like Sleeping Beauty. And he was always like, oh my god, these cells are all fucked up. It's terrible. Or this film is messed up. But it's his anecdotes of working in Hollywood uh, uh, restoration is hilarious. Anyway, Gregalore says, the real villain of Portal 2. Call me gullible, but I did not see that coming. That's his one of his favorite moments. This took me a moment to think of, too. Who was the real villain of Portal 2? Wait, yeah. Okay. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, GLaDOS looms so large in, oh, in that. But yeah, I forgot. Really? Because he's not even really a villain. He's, he's just stupid and put in charge. Stupid. He's just dumb as a brick. Yeah, even when he's uh, antagonizing.
recognizing you. He's just so Stephen Merchant did such a great job. Yeah, and just you know what the the the, the person who animated Wheatley for the mm-hmm. game was the lady who did uh, Red Fraggle. She was a Muppeteer. Oh, really? Yeah, and huh. she did she animated Wheatley. Interesting. And that that's just interesting. Performance yeah, because uh, supposedly Valve was hell bent on getting someone who's very good with like. Like, they wanted someone who's very good with puppeteering, kind of like... basically what Wheatley is. Yeah, exactly, because it's... Yeah, so... And supposedly she had input into how he was designed so they can get, like, maximum amount of expression out of huh. just essentially a soccer ball. Interesting. Um, okay, so Daniel Fight again. Uh, his favorite gaming moment was... Uh, he just says, Corpse Party is full of them, all creepy as fuck. I can't remember what Corpse Party was Corpse for. Corpse Party is like a... It's a PSN game, I think. Was it? It's okay. an RPG. It's supposed to be really weird, because it takes all the tropes of your standard, like, old-school RPG. Yeah, I've heard good things, but I couldn't remember if it was, like, an iOS game or what. Okay, Sarcasmerator says, First time I fusrodad, someone off a tower was sweet. <laughs> uh, clearing a room of 30 mooks with an explodo revolver and deus ex was nice, too. Yeah. Is there a revolver that explodes people? You can do your typhoon. Yeah, your chest thing. All I knew about Deus Ex was that the boss battles were terrible, so I just would get the typhoon explodey thing. And <laughs> I heard that supposedly boss battle, yeah. and then like kill the boss in like one hit. And it was wonderful. Uh, Nick Marigo says the part where he kills you. That's a Portal Two reference. That is oh, when yeah, Wheatley actually tries chapter. to kill you. It's this a chapter, and it's an achievement. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says this is the part where I kill you, and then the, the chapter, chapter break says this, this is the part where he kills you, and then the achievement. This is the part where he kills you, and he does not kill you. <laughs> fucking Valve, goddamn! Whatever Valve is paying their writers, they should double it. I know. Teaknut says chainsawing luchadores while you're the best around plays in the background. That is Saints Row 3. There was a part where you uh, do a Mexican wrestling match. Yeah. And uh, you, uh, someone throws, from the, some of the audience throws a chainsaw <laughs> into the ring, and you get attacked by all these luchadors, and you're chainsawing them to death, <laughs> while the uh, You're the Best Around uh, song from the Karate Kid uh, starts playing. You're the best around! And you're just killing tons of people. I love that game. Gaming. Uh... Zayak says, Wheatley, okay, what you're doing there is jumping, also the part where he kills you. Yeah. I forgot how the game starts out with a little jumping tutorial. Yeah. Look, enjoy the painting. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Man, Portal 2? <laughs> Uh, again, uh, Matt, our friend Matt, he says going through Wheatley's first test room is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, it, it says on the wall, like, test or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's brilliant. Uh, Sean Baca says the endings... To Bastion and accompanying music and artwork, the heroic sacrifice of one of the main characters in Gears Three. I don't know about Gears Three, but yeah, Bastion. Uh, yeah, that's actually w- going to lead into one of my favorite moments: walking out with Zolf's body yeah. at the end of uh, Bastion. See, well, granted, that's a choice. Maybe not everyone had that experience, yeah. but yeah. That, that Bastion, man, Bastion. You knew what they were doing. What I love about Bastion is such a simple, focused little game. The gameplay is not that complicated, and they made it so much more. Yeah. God bless them, man. I want to gently kiss their faces. <sighs> Max Wellian says, for me, uh, I guess this is her picks for Game of the Year, is Mass Effect 2, Portal 2, Anno 2070, which I've not played, uh, Bastion and its epic soundtrack, mm-hmm. Skyrim is my, uh, Skyrim is kind of my year in games. Um, and I think that, oh, it's one of the Simpsons guys. Anyway, yeah, it goes into people just responding to me. But yeah, that, that is from our audience talking about their favorite games and favorite moments of the year. Uh, I think my favorite moment of the year in gaming, if I had to pick one, mm-hmm. um, was actually a game that is not out yet. Um, Journey, the Journey Beta yeah. for PlayStation 3. 
Um, Journey is a really interesting little game. Um, it's barely, it was barely on my radar. And Bill's like, oh, I got on the beta for this game. You should come over and play. And, um, yeah, did you ever play it for yourself? Who did Flower. Well, we, I didn't have the beta. So okay. I only played what I played at your house. It's a very, it's a amazingly simple little game that's really all about the world and mood and tone. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it gives you the barest glimpses of this, this world building that they're doing. And it's totally hypnotic. But it's technically a multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. And I can't, you guys, anybody who has a PlayStation 3, as soon as it comes out, please go buy it. Yeah, Don't this, read anything about it. This is the game where you're just wandering around a desert. But the first moment when I came across another player character yeah. was one of the most magical moments I've ever had playing a video game, yeah. period. And you can signal to yeah. each other, but you don't know who the other player is. Everyone's yeah. anonymous in this game. Like, so much so much in, in gaming is, like, you know, there's... That was one of the first times where I've had a multiplayer character where it felt like that was part of the world. Yeah. Because so often in gaming, it's like, oh, no, this isn't just... This isn't this character in this world. This is, you know, um, Mother Humper XYZ, um, you know, who's sending me a chat invite and yeah. is calling me swears. The, anon- the, the uh, anonymity... Of the characters who of everyone else who was playing works for the environment where yeah. it's yeah they're just and it, they're it just populating the world mystery it was totally yeah. fascinating I it was amazing and everyone's trying to work together to get to the next uh, stage and stuff it's just yeah, yeah. I, I can't, and the music my, and that was the, my number one moment in gaming it's series. just a gorgeous looking game um what about you Bill uh yeah like I said walking with Zolf's body at the end of uh, Bastion that was great. That was great. Yeah, because there's a moment where you find up fighting the bad guy at the end of Bastion, mm-hmm. and uh, he does he pass out or something like that, and you're still being attacked by the bad guy's cronies, and you get an option just to pick him up and carry him home, mm-hmm. and everyone's fighting you, and they've realized that you're carrying the body of their leader, and they all stop fighting you, and it suddenly turns into this like kind of dirge where you're walking past them, and they're all like, oh yeah. shit. And just this great moment of, like, yeah. that's the boss battle, though. That's the end of Bastion. Nice, it was a nice reversal on your expectation yeah. of what the end and then you get Then you get the choice right. of, of what you want to do once you rescue him. Is right. If you want to... Oh, so good! The two endings, which we've already Damn. talked about in the past, but... Uh, uh, if I had to pick another moment in gaming, it would be it would be in Uncharted 3, of all things. I really love that whole... The whole level where you're in the cruise ship. That was one of the most... I, mean, I thought you were going to cool. talk about the desert hallucination. Or, like, that was... Being, that was that was, that, interesting. Well, that was interesting, but no, yeah, it was kind. Of, again, it was kind of like that moment. Just because thing you're, you're like wandering around a desert, like, yeah, yeah, like taking oh, yeah, cruise ship? it down and using it as a certain narrative. No, the cruise ship sequence. The cruise ship was kind of stupid because you're still being attacked by guys, even though that ship is sinking. Why are they not running? For, they even call that out in the game, where like Nathan Drake is like, "What are you doing here? We're all going to die." It's a giant, like it's like, I know, a, we're ship, run it's like a broken shipyard. Like who who knows? Maybe that's just like Tuesdays. Up oh, boat sinking. Whatever. But, I'm gonna finish my sandwich. You know what's like. If you go back, like, what, like, narratively, the ship stuff only happens to be... Bill, Bill, this is my, one of my favorite moments in gaming this year. I'm just telling you it's wrong. shit on it. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed that boss battle, too, the simplicity of that boss battle. What is the boss battle? battle? Where you, where you see, what's his name, Ramses. Ramses, is that his name? Yeah, your favorite game of the year. Fuck you. I know. Um, no, and, and he's like, and he's just a dude, <laughs> yeah. and you, just, he, you shoot him, he's dying, and then he shoots a hole in the glass, and then yeah. he's escaping the ship. I liked that whole sequence. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. Bill, let's continue to talk about what other moments did you have. You feel free to poke holes in my shit. <laughs> uh, you just shat on Uncharted 3 enough. The cyber hacking mission in Saints Row 3. Don't, don't you go to the toilet? Uh, yeah, there's a part where you're uh, fighting enemy gangs in Saints Row 3, and one of the gangs is this whole cyber-terrorist uh, gang, and so you hacking and hack into their mainframe. 
there's a mistake though where your avatar in their a- uh, mainframe turns into a toilet. So you're fu- you spend the whole first part of the mission fighting as a toilet. You have no arms and legs, but you're still kind of like punching and kicking and hitting people as a toilet. Um, then you finally, uh, there's a part where, uh, you're, you're chasing this bad guy through this, uh, video game world. It just looks like this really shitty rip-off Tron thing where it's mm-hmm. so garbagey and janky, but it looks hilarious. Uh, the, then the game suddenly, uh, that mission turns into a, uh, uh, text adventure. Yeah. Choose your oh, own, ad- yeah, yeah. A well, multi-choice, choose your own adventure game. text adventure, uh, that you have to get through in order to get the main boss, which yeah. actually turns out to be this giant, uh, you know, he's just a normal dude, but then he turns into this giant, like, elaborate... Uh, Final Fantasy boss, yeah. where he's like 50 feet tall with wings and this giant glowing sword and shit <laughs> like that. And uh, you suddenly are able to copy his avatar, and then you turn into him, and then mm-hmm. you're having this huge Godzilla fight while all of his computer minions are still trying to fight you, but like you're Godzilla-sized, and these guys are trying to shoot you, and both of you are just crushing his minions. <laughs> and it's just, it's just, that is fucking crazy. That's and you do kill him. <laughs> Good. Um, it also, uh, uh, from uh, Saints Row 3's, there's the mission where you have to uh, rescue a pimp who has been captured by uh, this prostitution ring and turned into a sex slave. I've told you about this. No, you haven't. Oh, I haven't? No. Uh, so, this guy named Zemos, you have to rescue him. I can't remember why, but you have to rescue him from this uh, this mansion that's been turned into this big sex dungeon. And uh, you're, you, you rescue him. He's this older black guy who, uh, he's had a tracheotomy, so he has a little voice box. But it's auto-tuned, and so it's like, hello, bitches, how are you? And you rescue him, and yeah, he's all in gimp gear and stuff. He's in a pony boy gear, and you uh, try to escape from the sex uh, dungeon. And, of course, there's no cars out in the parking lot. It's a bunch of pony boy carts. And uh, the only way to escape is he uh, hooks him up to hooks himself up to this little pony boy rickshaw. So it's you being pulled along with him, uh, by him on, on this rickshaw, and the other guys chasing you. They get on their pony boy rickshaw. So it's this super <laughs> slow motion chase in this neighborhood because they're only running as fast as you know where a human guy can run, shooting at each other. And then when, play this when you shoot the other cars when they die, it explodes for no reason. <laughs> And, like, yeah, this guy with the tracheotomy is like, we have to go. Oh, my God. I'm going to fuck these bitches up if we ever get through this. It's just, like, Saints Row 3 is amazing. Um, I find, wait, let me get, I thought of another one. This is a little thing, but it's kind of, it's, yeah. it's another kind of reversal of what your expectations are. So, in Dragon Age 2, yeah. you know, your characters show up, and you, can, uh, you can't change, like, the costumes of the other characters yeah. in, your, in your party to some degree, but you can change their armor and their sh- shields and stuff. And so, Aveline's character, at the very start of the game, you come across her and her husband, and her husband dies. It's one of the first, that's when you first meet her. Yeah. And so, she has his shield, and it's her shield that she uses at the start of the game. That's a pretty good shield, but, you know, as these things happen, you get more powerful shields, and at some point, you take... That you give her a new shield, yeah, and you know you're like you're like whatever you sell her husband's shield, oh, no. and she talks to you about that at some point. Oh, really? Game. Okay. She calls you on it, and it was so unexpected. There's no indication that this is going to happen. It's just no. you, you just do that where you sell your party's yeah. stuff, and, and it was just a nice. It was that a nice is nice because that like you'd think like if you're into the game, you might think about oh man, I don't want to feel yeah. like a jerk like selling up, but that's cool that they actually call that out. Because um, usually, my digi bro Kelly Nelson actually did a great. Uh, animated gif for her Tumblr, where it's you having the very awkward conversation with Abilene about how you killed her, or you sold her de- husband's shield, and it's just Isabella, who's this, it bit, it has a kind of antagonistic relationship with Abilene, yeah. sitting in the background, just like, hunched over, all excited, looking <laughs> back and forth. It's great. God damn. 
So what else you got on your list? That's it. That's my list. Oh, that's I didn't it. Prepare for this part. I wrote shit. I, I, I was writing shit down a week ago. Uh, I would say Kelso's reveal as a protagonist in visiting old story. aperture in Portal Two. Mm. Just in general, that is kind of the Man. highlight of the game. That was great, and the way the branding changed as you went back in time. Yeah, and just, just, just. I mean, Thought of course, that leads into the Cave Johnson stuff with the lemons, which was the closest thing to a big meme that came, like, kind of came out of Portal Two. Uh, but yeah, my favorite thing, yeah, well, I mean, Cave Johnson, he was fantastic, voiced by J.K. Simmons. He was so, that was a um, just, just, my, my favorite thing out of that game, too, as far as the Cave Johnson stuff, everyone fixates on the lemons, but when he starts talking about the Mantis Men. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you need to go in and fight the Mantis Men, that, that oh, Jesus, that, well, that was great. Well, Caroline was so nicely. I, yeah. Okay, no, there's another moment from Uncharted 2. Um, there's a point where you can, you can, or, I mean, uh, Portal, what game are we talking about? In Portal 2. <laughs> I got the two right. That's the important part, right? No, in Portal Two, there's a part where you can you can find a turret that's about to be destroyed. Oh yeah! And you can pick up the turret and it'll say these random things, and it's um, what's what's it called? Um, uh, Greek um, uh, see the future. Can't remember. Damn it! I can remember the description. Um, Triple triad. Anyway, no, and, and sirens. And she, I know what you're talking. Oracle. Siren. Thank you. Or I think it's called like the Oracle Bot or something like that. Yeah. And she said that this this turret says. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, it's like stuff like that, and the stuff that's like kind of alluding to actions and stuff. But one of the things that the one of the last things the turret says is her name was Carolyn. Remember that. Yeah. And that totally just like hit me, like totally blindsided me. Yeah. And such a weirdly cryptic and emotional moment. Yeah. Like the whole Carolyn arc was very interesting in that game, I thought. But that was my uh, arguably my favorite moment. Yeah. No, writing wise, uh, Portal Two is easily the best game of the year. Yeah. Um, just gameplay wise, you know, it's still, but it's mostly puzzles. It's yeah. not well, not that it's bad, but like playing the game isn't quite the same as enjoying like the non gamey parts. Yeah. Yeah. There's a weird divide in, in the Portal games that way, where it's not bad, but. I don't know. Um, is this the last thing I have? Is walking up uh, the throat of the world in Skyrim. Um, just the only reason I mentioned that, that's not necessarily totally remarkable, but that's one of the few times I've ever been in a video game where, like, walking up a, like, like a mountain range, big, wide, open, natural area where it actually kind of felt like I was actually in kind of a real place. Yeah. Because that, that game does such a good job with mountain ranges and the, the clouded, mm-hmm. misty mountaintops and stuff yeah. like that. Like, that was just... Just taking a moment and just turning around and looking off the, the side of a cliff and just, like, yeah. really just drinking in the, that whole vista and everything was just really gorgeous. Yeah. Skyrim is yeah. really good at that. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm still, I'm eight, I'm over 80 hours into the game. I will still, like, emerge from a cave or something, like, a, some sort of dungeon. Yeah. And, like, me, the exit will be way high up in a mountain or something yeah, like exactly, that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And just reveal this vista, and I will be just gobsmacked every time. Yeah. That game still leaves me gobsmacked. For as buggy and, and kind of, like, the characters look weird in those games and stuff like that. But then, like, oh, I'm just saying, but, the like. characters are great improvement. I love, they I love look, the They look better. They still look a little. Nah. I'll just say this. Did you I notice that all the kids are the same model, but yes. with different hair, no yes. matter the the gender? Who cares? Who cares about kids in those games? I'm turned on less. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. Say it makes your dick sound. Oh, no, I don't say this. I want to see a Falk fire beard. Falk. Damn, what? what? Joke. I want to see a Falk fire beard. Damn, I had a joke. Damn it, it's gone. <laughs> I want to see if the fire beard matched the fire drapes. That was going to be. <laughs> what the hell is that from? Oh, wait, who's Falk? Falk Firebeard. That's a guy? Go to Solitude. Not Peter Falk. I just realized today that Adrienne is married right to, between your legs. to the work. I'm looking for my... Is <laughs> your vagina? Oh, God. We need Where to did it go? Off. Let's stop. 
No, well, you know what? I, well, this is actually only only an hour and 40 minutes in. Jesus Christ. That's long. I'm so sorry, you if guys. If this were the Giant Bomb podcast, would only be halfway through, <laughs> is all I'm saying. But this is just you and I talking shit about video games with absolutely That's so it. That, what else do we have to talk about? Skyrim's our game of the year, except really maybe Portal 2 is. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great year for gaming. Yeah, no, it was Every great. Every single game, I bought it full price, and I do not regret it. Well, okay, one last thing I want to talk about. Yes. My sexual orientation. <laughs> Um, You're a weekly sexual. I just want to fuck that soccer ball. Afraid <laughs> he'll deflate. Well, he does impale himself on just poles sticking out of the wall. Stop it. What is your last thing? Uh, the games we're looking forward to in 2012. Mass Effect 3. Mass Everything Effect else 3. can sink into the Journey, ocean. Mass Effect 3. That of comes course, out. Bioshock Infinite. Bioshock Infinite. Uh, uh, Wii U, just because I'm curious to see what Nintendo's next console is going to be. I'm kind of, for some reason, in the back of my mind, I'm convinced that it's not going to be called the Wii U and it's going to go underneath, it's going to go undergo like a rebranding thing for the next E3. It's not like Dolphin or Revolution, man. Or so, I know, but the Wii U is just not taking off for them at all as far as like anyone being worked up about it. Uh, anyway, so I'm just curious to see what will actually come out next yeah. year. Also, supposedly, we're getting a new Nintendo console. That's, I mean, that's for, da- for damn sure happening. Supposedly, we're getting a new Xbox console next I'm year. I'm curious to see if they actually go for that, because they're, yeah. they're building so much on this. that would suggest, like, the next Assassin's Creed would be on there. Like, I don't know. The Assassin's Creed, next Assassin's Creed game will be on whatever, like, if, yeah. if Civilization falls, the next Assassin's Creed game will be chiseled into rock. I, knowing <laughs> the way Ubisoft's been working, I'm sure next Assassin's Creed will be designed for the Xbox 360. If there's another Xbox, they'll be kind of ported up to that, but it'll be just like Gun back in the day where, like, they were yeah. kind of, like, like scaling up games like for bully. release. Yeah, like Bully. Um, um, yeah, I have no other games on my radar. I Last Guardian. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Journey. And uh, Paper Mario 3DS. That's the only oh, portable yeah. game I'm looking forward to. That looks like it could be the prettiest uh, 3DS game coming out of year. Mass Effect 3. Harriet Shepard's gonna be rude to people. Mimi and Mrs. Age Shepard. I got Harriet Shepard. I got Nick Shepard. And I'm trying to figure out what my dude chef's name is. Hey, Zoe Shepard. No. No? I've got, no, Zoe Hawk. Oh, okay. And Zoe's also named one of Skyrim characters. But no, no um, Harriet is my go-to Shepard. Um, what choice will you make in Mass Effect 3? What will be your last choice? Kill them all. <laughs> Which 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 part of your crew will you get pregnant first? <laughs> anyway, so guys, this is what you're the gaming. I just thought I'd just like to be a Fuda Shepherd. <laughs> Please no. I explained to you what Fuda is, is yes, right? And I really wish I could not hear. It doesn't have to you have balls, what? so that way it's hot. <laughs> I am happy not knowing about any more weird sexual stuff on the internet for the rest of my life. Yeah. I know I have very little control over that, but I'm okay. Okay? Okay. I'm done. Okay. Sex is beautiful. Sex and Mass Effect, though. It's happy. a beautiful rainbow. Man, Lesbians I, can I have follow, babies. I follow the Tumblr tag of Mass Effect, and it is amazing parade of weird, weird porn. Do they have lots of Tolly porn? Very little, actually. Really? I'm kind of surprised. Um, if you want to see, not pornographic, if you want to see Shepard and Joker tenderly smooching, you should follow the Mass Effect Which Shepard? Is it male Shepard? Dude Chip. Dude Chip. Dude no. Chip. Nah. Yeah. But no, it's... It's gotta be Joker and uh, Edie. See, that would be the logical conclusion. I don't know how you fuck a hologram, but I'll try.
I'll be watching Star Trek Next Generation and Housemates anyway. happening. I say the same thing while watching that, too. Anyway. I'm watching the episode where Moriarty tries to escape, and I'm like, I'll fuck Mass that Effect hologram. 3, Mass Effect 3. Guess what? Whenever Mass Effect 3 comes out, we are not recording a podcast because I'll be too busy playing Mass Effect uh, No, yeah, there might be a week-long gap. So, anyway, speaking of future podcasts, uh, this is the end of this podcast. <laughs> Next week's podcast will be, uh, I think, what, we decided Christmas? Christmas? We'll just be talking movies. about Christmas stuff. I Christmas movies, Christmas, Christmas things, Christmas, Christmas memories. Uh, if, if you have Christmas uh, memories or favorite Christmas Christmas movies or TV shows, feel free to contact us via the Boy Howdy Podcast uh, handle on Twitter. What's our email address? I think it's howdy at boyhowdy.org. No one has ever emailed us. We'll no, not first. yet. Yes. Of course, you can comment at boyhowdy.org. Um, Twittering is fine. Yeah. Twitter, basically, Twitter is the yeah. way to go. Or you could uh, either tweet me at Mudron. At you know at Mudron M U D R O N at Twitter or Annie at Spinuti, but yeah, Boy Howdy Podcast. You don't spell Spinuti because which of those two things is easiest to spell? Spinuti, <laughs> you know, not nudie like naked. You know the word I made up. S P N I O two O two T T I I. And the weeks, I think the podcast the week after that maybe Doctor Who theme, just because there's a Doctor Who Christmas special going on on Christmas Day, and that'll be the last chance to talk about Doctor Who related stuff until next fall when. Doctor Who starts up again. So, anyway, that's us. That's this week's Boy Howdy podcast. Thank you for surviving another episode of us rambling incoherently, my friends. A winner is you. <laughs> so, Skyrim. Skyrim. Game of the year? Yeah. Skyrim, man. I'm not so sure. <laughs> There's our cliffhanger, guys. See y'all next week. Sing 